Ladies and gentlemen, all rise. Court is back in session. Welcome to another exciting episode of The Devil's Due. I am your host, Carl Duty. With me, as always, is the man who has his own edits of the original Star Wars movie. The only difference being that the opening John Williams theme is now replaced by the Bill Murray cover from Saturday Night Live of the Star Wars theme. Mr. Drew Celestino. I mean, have you heard it? It's fantastic. Star Wars, exactly. Nothing but Star Wars. Ironically, uh, what about Bob was on the other night, and I hadn't seen it in quite a long time. I couldn't turn it off. It's, 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 it's great. Baby step to four o'clock. <laughs> I'm <step>. sailing. <laughs> I'm sailing. It's pretty pretty great, and uh, some interesting uh, guest cast in that movie as well. Really? That you didn't? I mean, if you don't expect it. It's, you don't it's expect been a while it. since I've seen it too. The so. daughter went on to play Shirley Bellinger on Oz. I still have That's not Oz, weird but... at all. Yeah. Um, let me think. There was someone else too that was another bit player, and I think he might have been on Oz as well. Kearns, Querns, Querns is in in What About Bob as well. It, yeah, if you haven't seen Oz, you don't know yeah. what I'm talking about. But it, it was it blew my mind. I like to think it's all in the same universe. <laughs> Just putting that out there, which is uh, kind of weird, because that means I have seen a lot more of Dr. Leo Marvin's daughter than you might have ever thought you would. All righty. <laughs> so That's here, not weird at all. Here we are with our opening statement. Sir, how was your week? Oh, what a whirlwind of emotions. Yes. Uh it's been good, man, but I mean, I'm not going to bury the lead here. It's been dominated largely by, and I'm sure you're shocked at this, Star Wars. Star Wars. We're going to get to that. We sure oh, are. Oh, boy, we're going to get to that. Um, so I went to a Thursday showing, um, opening night, obviously. Uh, I racked my brain through most of the weekend about it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Without dwelling on that, I saw we had, you know, that was Thursday evening, Friday, we had game night, played the Bob Ross game. Yes. This is a very cute game. It looked, uh, looked interesting. I enjoyed it, actually. What a premise. And not just a premise, but a, a, a fun execution yeah. of, of a silly premise. You've got tools, you've got yep. paints, you've got cards, you've got things you have to paint. But not, not bad. Not, the, uh, not bad. Yeah. There was a present that Jen got Thursday night, because that was the birthday celebration of it was of many many people alan waiter's birthday my wife's uh birthday and we had a little christmas sprinkled in but you know there's someone else's birthday too literally on that night we've talked about you but yes it was your birthday as well (laughs) yes many a birthday it was birthday night over here um and uh i thank you for my my uh excellent captain america mug for, have, for Christmas. Have you used it? I have. Does it perform well? It it does the job, sir. And seeing as my Aperture Science mug uh, met its untimely demise in recent months, this is a uh, welcome replacement. So I can't, I can't, I couldn't tell if it was porcelain or actually just like well-coated metal. I think it's well-coated metal, but I could okay. be wrong. Either yeah. way, did the job. It's, it's kind of meant to look like one of those old camping yeah. coffee yep. mugs. It's got some uh, faux wear on it, but yeah. it does the job. So I'm grateful. Thank you for that. Cool. Um, you got something else from me, too. I got my Shinsuke Nakamura Funko Pop. Shinsuke! He's on my desk here. I have been meaning to take him to work, but uh, when I am when I wake up in the morning yeah. and I leave for work, I'm often like scatterbrained, so I often forget things, including my lunch sometimes, so don't feel bad that it's still here in the box, but it's going to make its way onto my yeah, desk. Yeah. 
Um, <clears throat> so, uh, that was Friday evening. Saturday was, once again, long, cold, dark kind of experience day. Uh, we're kind of getting some things up to speed. New song, Not new songs, but new songs for our drummer anyway. So, our little catalog of material is growing. We're going to try and dial that in so we can actually perform a show in a few months. Um, and we're trying to also learn new songs as well. Uh, it's going about as well as you can expect. Um, it's never fast enough for me, but that's that's me. Um, Saturday evening. Um, wow, I'm good at you know knowing where I am at <laughs> most of the time. I don't know what I did Saturday evening. <laughs> I'm blanking entirely. Did you? Well, let's just move on to Sunday. Um, I went along, along exactly that. Um, I went over to. Uh, uh, New York Beer Project for the Bills game. Okay. Hung out with my old man. Uh, some good beers on draft. Um, they do some pretty good stuff there. And their First menu, time you've been there? No, second or third. Okay. But um, it's not a regular spot for me because it is in Lockport, which is yeah. a bit of a drive. But it's close to my dad's place. So I was like, well, let's go there. Um, they've gone through a few chefs over there. Okay. And I think they finally landed on a good one because they had a brunch menu going until 2 o'clock. And nice. sir, that brunch menu was very attractive and the food i did get i got an omelet um with some with some hash browns but what an omelet delicious like Excellent. like you know i don't just throw out delicious randomly or willy-nilly if you will this was on point so uh i i'm, I'm gonna drag the wife back there what uh what does the drew normally get in his omelet i'm a sucker for a western Anything, yeah. with, you know, but uh, yeah. this this one was beans, avocado. Uh, I think it had some salsa, um, IPA crema, which I was all about. Uh, some queso. It it was baller, man. I was it was flavorful. You uh, you, very good chance you probably won't agree because it's a chain restaurant. But uh, Bob Evans has a fantastic Southwest omelet. Jen used to be all about Bob Evans, and I would we would go for occasionally. I enjoy them. It, for what it was, it was fine. It's breakfast for I would go there over, say, Denny's or IOP. You know what I forgot that I actually could have eaten for free on my birthday at Denny's? Forgot yeah. that. Did you want to, though? Oh, free meal. Yeah, but Denny's. <laughs> I had a Denny's phase. I'm I'm long past that. <laughs> I had a serious Denny's phase. Like I was what? going to, I was going to Denny's like almost every day for a while. What was it? College. Pre or post eleven PM. Uh, pre. Okay. Well, sometimes post. <laughs> yes. It, it depended. And, you know, post, yep. is, post is a good time, too. <laughs> That's a whole different state of mind, yep. though. Anyway, anything's good at that point, and Denny's is open. So, anyway, uh, that was Sunday for the most part. Yeah, uh, Yesterday was uh, Monday, then really it was uneventful. Um, I'm not going to get into any real wrestling-related stuff, because nothing of real note of or consequence took place. Gotcha. Um, today... We had team building day at work. Team building. Team building. Because we're, you know, I got a good, I have, I, have, I have a very good team at my office of, uh, of cool people. And, and, and what did uh, you do for team building? Well, I'm glad you asked. We went to see Star Wars The Last Jedi. So, <laughs> so I've okay, seen it twice so, now. So for team building, yes. you did something where you all sit in the room, don't talk to each exactly. other. Exactly. Watch, watch exactly. a movie. Exactly. Well, okay. we talked about it afterwards. I can imagine. So, you know. Were the, were the Discord civil? Yes, 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 it was. Um, especially since I, like I said, I've uh, I've run the gamut of emotions. Yep. And we're going to 
We're going to talk about all of this. So that was my week. I don't want to dwell because I kind of want to get to set emotions. Yes. So let's just move the train along, sir. How was your week? My week was uh, pretty good. Uh, short work week. I only had I only worked uh, Monday through Wednesday. I had Thursday and Friday off, and also Monday of this week off. Oh my lord! Yeah, so today is my first day back to work. Um, let's see, Wednesday didn't do much. Uh, just kind of hung out, looked after the boy and whatnot. Thursday, uh, no, but that was Thursday. Friday, uh, the day of my actual birthday, uh, Julie and I went and saw Star Wars at a like a twelve thirty screening. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd actually forgot it was a pleasant surprise because I'd gotten the ticket a month or so ago. I'd actually forgotten that we got tickets for the the RPX theater. Ah, okay. And oh, that's a good time. All that's, right, I went to IMAX when, today. When, actually, when so. the sound doesn't go out. Like it did in our Guardians too. Right, so, right, 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 yeah. right, right. It uh, it was fantastic. How was it? was it IMAX 3D or no? Just standard. standard. Uh, it was it was great. You know what's funny though, man? When it's blown up that big, yeah. sometimes it it's out of focus at times. It's yeah, a little blurry at times. Like they, yeah. they it's, they blew it up too big in some shots. Not all the time, just yeah. certain shots. Anyway, carry on. So uh, then we went and had a post movie meal kind of in between lunch and dinner at Carabas. Ah. First time I'd ever been there. Oh, yeah. Um, got a gift card for my birthday. What'd you think? So what? It was good. The rock solid chain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a, a bone-in ribeye steak. Okay. It was excellent. Their brick oven pizzas are very good, and uh, their uh, lobster rav is also top flight. Oh, lobster ravioli. Exactly. Take two of my favorite things, put them together, ravioli and lobster. Kaboom. Can't go wrong there. Um. Let's see. So... Then Friday night uh, here for game night, as you mentioned, Um, I got a delightful little game from you and Jen for Christmas called Go Nuts for Donuts. Yeah. Done by the same people who did uh, Sushi Go. I love Sushi Go. Yes. So Go Nuts for Donuts is You will enjoy this game. All right. I got to play a quick round of it with my friend Adam. Similar mechanics? Similar... Uh, in that you are trying to acquire cards that score points, yep. but the way you acquire cards is different from Sushi Okay. okay. Uh, but it's real simple, easy pick up and play. A lot of fun. Cool. So I'll definitely bring it uh, next game night. Great. So, and then Saturday was an X-Wing tournament. How'd we do? Not well. Yeah. Uh, well, see, it's... I made a really stupid mistake in the first match, um, and then the second match just got out was just outmatched. Uh, third match I won, um, so yeah, I was I was. Well, you went out strong. There's a, there's a lot of other stuff going on that's kind of occupying brain space. And I'm not like contributing to that, but okay. So yeah, Fair but enough. it was I as always I had a great time. Um, Sunday was either, was either Saturday or Sunday that I got together with my friend Adam to, yeah, it was Sunday night. I got together with my friend Adam, played some games, played, uh, Go Nuts for Donuts, and then we played a a match of X-Wing in which I broke out a new build that I'm working on, and so far I like it giving myself to the dark side because <laughs> Kylo Ren and Darth Vader are in this build. I know, Lucas. 
Well, that's a potent combo. Yes. Um, yeah, and then uh, yesterday was just kind of chill out, relax. Didn't really do much yesterday. All right. Yeah, well, that was it. That brings us here. Yep, that brings us here. And that is our week's dear listener. If you would like to tell us about your weeks, if you'd like to send us any questions or comments about the show, you can find us at the following social media locations. You can go to Twitter at Devil's Due Pod. You can go to Facebook.com slash Devil's Due Pod. You can email us at the Devil's Due Pod at gmail.com, or you can find all these resources available to you on our website. The Devil's Do Podcast.com. That being said, Drew, we do have some emails. All right. These emails come from hmm, hmm, the Porg and the Crystal Fox of The Devil's Do. I see. Mr. Alan Waiters and Mr. J. Gelsomino. I'll let them decide which one is which. Okay. So, starting with uh, Mr. Alan Waiters, Drew and Carl. What is your favorite Christmas song? Ooh. Um, can I not have one? Really? Yeah. Are you that much of a humbug? I just... The, 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 you know All why? Right. Here's Never why. No, 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 no. Oh, here's okay. why. Because every, every Christmas song devolves into the same thing. Like, it's just... It's... It, as a musician, certain things appeal to my ears and some things don't. And I just get really bored by, oh, there's sleigh bells. Must be a Christmas song. Yeah. Yawn. I just, I, I don't know. I'm not into it. Clearly, you haven't listened to Twisted Sister Christmas. Second greatest Clearly. Christmas album of all time. You know what's weird is the Weezer Christmas album. I'm just going to put that out there. There is okay. such a thing, and it's uh, awesome, but also bizarre. <laughs> so, there you go. Okay. If I had to pick a favorite, that'd be it. Uh, my favorite Christmas song is probably the Sarah McLaughlin version of Silent Night, uh, followed closely by the Twisted Sister version of Oh Come All Ye Faithful. Okay, I think I know that one. Yes, because like in the song it says joyful and triumphant. That song is certainly joyful and triumphant. Okay. So, yep. All right, Drew. Yeah. With the ev- eventual reboot of the Fantastic Four. Would you consider it a mistake to have Dr. Dune as the main villain? What Fantastic Four villain should be the main villain? For the first uh, movie? Hmm. Yep. Annihilus, Neymar, Mole Man, or the Puppet Master? Ooh. Well. I don't think Puppet Master is strong enough to carry a movie by himself. No, probably not. Um, I don't know. That's a tough call because it, I mean, that, that's going to be dependent on the story and how you're going to introduce the team. And do they come in fully formed or do we got to do the origin again? I don't know. Um, Doom is tempting because it's Doom, right? Doom is always... But if Marvel has taught us nothing over the course of their cinematic uh, endeavors over the last decade, it's that they can can do a slow burn and... Finish your appetizers before you get to your main course. Sure. So, in keeping with the spirit of the thing, why don't we start things off with the Mole Man? Yep. And I we think, can plant seeds for Annihilus by having, you know, one of the B-plots being Reed has working on his dimension yeah, portal yeah. and the negative zone kind of gets introduced in Annihilus yep. to, a, you know, maybe just sneak a cameo in or something like that. Yeah. And then, you know, Doom can be the post credit stinger and, you know, we're off to the races here. So, yeah. I, I would actually go, clearly Lucas disagrees with you. 
I would actually go, obviously, first movie, you're doing the origin, do Mole Man, just because, you know, it's also when you think of him as a villain, we haven't had something like that in the Marvel Cinematic U. Um, for the second movie, I'm actually not going Doom yet. I I think Neymar would be cool as a villain. Introduce him as a villain, then get, spin him off into his own movie, even though I think even after this acquisition, they still don't have Neymar. I think he's with the Universal. Well, is it... Film rights-wise. Is it the same kind of deal, though, with Neymar than it is with the Hulk, where they have the distribution rights to any movie that they make for him, but he can be in other movies as long as it's not his movie. I'm not sure. Because that's why, that's why Marvel's not doing more Hulk movies, because yeah. Universal still has the rights to, dis- to to distribute them. And that's why Hulk is getting an expanded role in other movies, because they can't do another Hulk yeah. movie. They don't want to share it. Yeah. If Namor's got similar you know, restrictions, then just put him in the Fantastic Four movie, and, and yeah. we're good to go. And then the third movie you bring in. Dr. Jim. Okay. Carl, uh, would you consider doing reviews of board games on YouTube or consider live streaming Duty Dice Day? Ooh. Um, I, you know what? I'd really love to do something kind of board game centric, whether it be like YouTube uh, series or, or what have you. Um, it just comes down to time. Yep. Everything in life does. Don't, just don't have the time. Like, I'm between, you know, this, our regular game night, which I love, and like a couple other things, they're like three nights out of the week I'm not home. Sure. I understand. And, you know, with a wife and a kid, that's that can tend to be a lot. And Julie's very understanding and very generous with letting me do those things. <laughs> um, I think if I tried to throw a whole nother thing on there, I'd It'd not work out very Might well. Might not end well, huh? Yeah. Um, as far as live streaming Duty Dice Day, I, you know what? I'd do it if I could do it well. I'd probably, and I've always like thought of live streaming some of our game nights, but for a live stream, you kind of, at least in my opinion, you want to make it entertaining for the viewer right. as well. Right. Um, I think it's kind of hard to figure out a way to do that while still enjoying the event in and of itself. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, if I figure out a way to kind of have like a physically set something up to where we're live streaming it, it's like a good visual and whatnot. I'd probably just, you know, ask you guys a week or so out. Do you, Hey, do you mind this game? night if we just kind of do a live stream thing. Yeah. You got to get everybody on board. And it's kind of, we all have to kind of put our little performance hats on as well as just enjoying the game night. I don't, I don't see it so much as a performance as just an awareness that well you're on camera awareness is a you know yeah i mean sure you ham some things up here and there and whatnot but yeah i mean i don't get me wrong i love to do it you know my friend adam and i occasionally kick around the idea of possibly doing something big and it's just it's time so that's that's what we run into there so alan thank you very much for your questions we appreciate it now on to mr J. Gel Samino. uh because of the comment I think it was last week that Jay had texted his questions. He said he was going to uh, snail mail his questions. Oh, I look forward to that this week. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll watch my inbox. He he said he said he'd send a letter next time. He didn't have time this week, so <laughs> got lost in the mail. <laughs> uh, Drew and Carl, given the current new way, given the current way news drops in conjunction with this show, yes, 
What are your predictions for tomorrow? Um, Di- he's giving us some options. Oh, Disney buys out Disney. Deep. Josh Brolin signs on to play Batman to further confuse everyone. Saga gets a new. Oh, go on, oh. go on. Mm. Say it. Oh, this one kind of just turned my stomach a bit. I'm not gonna lie. Saga gets a new creative team of Rick Remender and Rob Liefeld. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> and, and Lion Cats gets pouches and a metal dew claw. Mm, no. Uh, oh. These are the options. That's it. Yeah. What do we predict is going to happen? Tomorrow? Uh, Brolin is going to be Batman. I think Brolin make a pretty like. Viewers then he can be with Thanos. The old... Then he can be Thanos, Cable, and Batman. Sure, and, and a Goonie, and a Goonie. All right, okay, sure. I guess so. Why not? And Jonah Hex. We don't talk about. Bro, oh, I just did. <laughs> oh, I just did though. There's, All right, they they did Jonah Hex on Legends of Tomorrow, and it was fantastic. Didn't have any. Those TV guys seem to know what's going on. on. Yeah, Carl. Anyway. If you could choose, oh, this is a good question. If you could choose one sect of ninjas to have at your control throughout cinema, TV, and literature, who Ooh. would it be? Oh, I'm leaving mm. this one to you. Um, <sighs> all right. So let's let's think of some sects here. Clearly, most show relevant. We have the hand. Yep. We have the foot. Yep. Uh. Would you say League of Assassins? I mean, in the movie, yeah. Um, Wait, am I thinking of uh, who am I thinking? League of Shadows. Yeah, League of Shadows. Yeah, and in the movie, yeah, they're, they're ninjas. Yeah. They train Batman. He's a ninja. Sure. Okay. Um, I'm gonna have to go with Foot Clan. Foot Clan. Original Eastman Laird comics. Foot Clan. Okay. Because I mean. The hand struggles to be Daredevil, one guy. <laughs> yeah, often. You know, the foot struggles to be four highly trained ninjas and who, they are ha- not, who are not afraid to kill. And and they also count in the ranks Sam Rockwell, who yeah. poses the immortal question, regular or menthol? You go to the warehouse in Eastman Land, <laughs> you find all your answers there. Is it really Eastman and Laird? Yeah, you never. No, oh, that's cute. I like that. I think it's your, it's your. No, East, it's Staten it's your, Island. No, it's it's Laird, East Warehouse it's and Lairdman Island. It, yeah, that's what it is. It's it's somehow they somehow got the one or both names of the creators. And All right, I'll yeah, I'm due for a rewatch on that. You know what? Let's put that on the list of things that we need to watch on this show. Uh, Ninja Turtles. Yeah, I'd be down for that. All right, that's I've watched that. Um couple years back holds up i'm no argument here holds up drew whose hairstyle would you be willing to try for wrestle kingdom Ooh, minoru suzuki oh god hiroshi tanahashi <laughs> rachel haircut the juice robinson's dread or cody rhodes's platinum blonde um, i think if you went platinum blonde a small part of me would die yeah probably um, 
let's just say I don't think any of these are going to happen. So let's just put that off. We're gonna we're gonna put that to bed right now. But if I had to choose, um, we're going with Hiroshi Tanahashi's. Uh, uh, wait, which which look is Rachel look? Did he say? Yeah, like from Friends. Rachel from Friends. Uh, who is that? Jennifer Aniston's character. Yes. Yeah, sure. We'll go with that. <laughs> Would you ever do a Shinsuke? I'd like to, but I think those days are over. Yeah, no, uh, no more growing it longer than it is right now. Probably not. No, I miss my long hair. Yeah, I, yeah now I come think of it, I was Shinsuke when I was younger. Did you shave the one side? No, I shaved around both oh, sides okay. and back. Yeah, he just does the top. one side. It's pretty. It's interesting. Hmm. But if I, if I could do that again, I might. I'm. Yeah. Well, I'm but a career man now. I say, yeah, I say that now, but I realize, hey, wait, you're 40. <laughs> uh, that that doesn't play, even if you could do it. All right, so, Jay, thank you very much for your questions. That about does it for the cross-examinations, which brings us now, Drew, to the case files. Thankfully, given everything we're going to be getting into later in the show, it's a very light week for the case files. All righty. So, starting off, not to bury the lead, but as we discussed last week, Disney bought Fox. Sure did. Yep. Now this deal, mind you, is going to have to go through some legal, well, you know, obviously. looking looking over. Disney's going to hold a lot of cards, man. Yeah, um, and I I I brought this up before, and you can shrug it off if you want, but it is a little bit frightening. Yeah, the more thought I gave to it, the more I'm like, uh... someone kind of did the math, and basically they're going to control like something like two thirds of all media. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Now, granted, there are benefits of it, but, I mean... Fantastic Four and Star Wars, how much do we love it? <laughs> well, Star Wars more than fan- for me personally. Sure. The potential of unaltered Star Wars. I want that very badly, but yeah. at the same time, you know, it's, like I, like I brought up, it's one less place for people to work, and, you know, all the stuff they're absorbing, are they all going to have to adhere to the mouse? Like, how does... How is that all going to kind of shake out? Yeah, I mean, a lot of things I don't know. I've seen people have been worried about are like, you know, they're not going to do any more Deadpools or, you know, rated yeah, R. Bob Iger came out and be like, know, we could do rated R superhero films. Yeah. It's not a problem. They've raked in the yeah. bucks, so we're going to yeah, continue I, on with that. Um, but that's like, you know, isn't that such surface level fanboy yeah, concerns, I'm, though? Like, I'm really? optimistic um, only because... Like, don't get me wrong, cautiously optimistic. I think there are valid concerns to be made. But at the same time, I, I'm i stressed to think of something in recent memory that Disney hasn't purchased that they haven't instantly made better. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. It's, it's weird to think that Disney owns The Simpsons. That is weird. That but, is, like, really weird. But at the same time... If you if you if you want to like look at it like Disney owns all the nostalgia brands, doesn't it kind of make sense? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like no, I get you. Um, but you can, <laughs> given given the given our our subject of conversation that we're about to have shortly, fans might argue that they've already ruined one of their biggest acquisitions. Well, we'll get to that though, right? Fans gonna fan. We're gonna we're gonna yeah, we're gonna we're dissect there. all the things. Yep. All the things. So there was another announcement made this week. 
That's very central to you, sir. Oh. We've got another G.I. Joe movie coming in 2020. Allegedly. Yeah, sure. Sure. They can announce it all they want. Yeah. Uh, Let's see if it happens. Um, And apparently it kicks off the Hasbro cinematic universe. Because we need that. Yeah. I. All right. Look, you're talking to the guy. Okay. (laughs) All right. Hang on. I I got I got I got to frame this for everyone here. I'm a G.I. Joe guy. You know this. Yes. I, I was once a very ardent and passionate G.I. Joe fan. I you still, still are. I still am. Yeah. I still have a, you know, it's in my heart. I still love, you know, I have an idea of G.I. Joe that I still really love, okay? I don't really follow the current incarnations of the comics because they're not really written. I, I'm just not into them. The ones, the yeah. versions I like to have since can't been canceled and they're, they're done now, mm-hmm. but I still really loved them and oh, the myth- canceled and, before issue one's even come out yeah i'm not gonna i didn't want to talk about that because frankly yeah. i don't it doesn't matter to me um <clears throat> but the mythology and and all of that that marvel series and 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 the comics and and the the the, the toys and all of that yeah very big place in my heart i i really love that stuff that gi joe movie the first one yes. the rise of cobra <clears throat> broke me yep in a fu- like it messed me up yeah i don't I remember think- listening to the podcast after you listened to that and you just you were not you dude like I, you, you know were, you were so broken that you couldn't even rage no it, you were just you it's just like it's like you watch someone run over your puppy I I, right I mean I don't want to think about that, but but yeah, I guess. So that that movie really screwed me up <laughs> because it got everything so very wrong. The sequel I went to with I, I was I was with you with great reservation, and it was okay. Not a great movie, no serviceable. Would you say serviceable? And okay. it, it it somehow it managed to get a lot of the Joe stuff more right than yeah. the first movie. Like, oh, see, it's kind of doable. Cobra was definitely better. Cobra was better. Cobra Commander looked like Cobra, Cobra Commander. Cobra Commander was legit. Yes. And we had uh, uh, Firefly, played by Firefly Ray Stevenson. Cool. Um, my second favorite Punisher. It had his tanks. Had his tanks. Uh, it had The Rock, which, you know, it's The Rock. It was, yeah. It had snake eyes without lips. They fixed yep. them up a bit. They had they did the whole ninja thing. The red ninjas showed up. Yeah, it, it was had, it was it pretty Jinx, legit. Who Jinx later went on it. to become Electra. Right, right. So you know it it did some stuff. It had Flint, Lady J. It had the RZA. It, right. <laughs> I, I, yeah, it did. It had the RZA in it. <laughs> um. But it no, you know, it wasn't great, but it was a it just it was more of a G.I. Joe movie than the first movie. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, well that wasn't that bad. This movie apparently we don't know. It's not see, see it's I, supposedly I would, a third it's from what I read it continues. It's G.I. Joe three. It's if I had to if I had to guess. If it is a three uh I mean yeah. How do you, none of those characters? No, none of those. None of those actors are coming. The Rock's not coming back. No. Adrian Palicki, maybe she'd come back for Lady J. Maybe. Probably. I mean, Ray Park. Yeah, I guess he could suit him up again. But it's been so long, and did that movie really leave a real lasting impression on pop culture? I'd say just redo it. Especially, I think. 
I think there's a place in the world for a G.I. Joe movie. Well, here's the thing. But try it. Just reboot. Yeah. Especially since it's, it's going to tie into what now? The Hasbro? Yeah. So what? Change Micronauts and, and Mask and Transform. Yeah. Here's. Okay. So like. And they're doing the, they're doing this in comics. And you know what? I'm not reading. Like. It. I, yeah, yeah. I like. 14 year old Carl would probably be going nuts over this. Mm. 40-year-old Carl, uh, here's, I like my G.I. Joe. Yeah. I like my Transformers enough. I'm not a super, I'm not super into Transformers, but you know, it's, yeah, I know it. I grew up with it. I don't like them together. Yeah. I think it works in, it worked in comics in the eighties when they kind of brought them together. Okay. Especially that, that issue number one cover with the G.I. Joe's just blowing up Bumblebee. (laughs) That is just a great cover. striking image. Yeah, um, I just it doesn't, especially in the current. If you're saying we're going to do the current cinema incarnation of the Transformers with GI Joe, no, no, just <laughs> well, could it, no. Let me, let me let me phrase it to you another way. Now that you've mentioned this, I guess would the GI Joes make the current Transformers movies any worse? No. All right. Well, I mean, nah, I you mean, know, it's, that we I, got that at least. Yeah. <laughs> the only the past couple Transformers movies I only saw because they were on Netflix. Uh huh. And there's that morbid curiosity thing to it. You gotta you gotta learn to avoid that. Like I heard in the last one, I guess the the Earth is actually Unicron. <laughs> <laughs> what? Sure. Hang on. What? Yeah, that's why I heard. That the Earth is Unicron. Let's move on. Yeah. You just... You, we're just going to let that lie. I got nothing. Yeah. I, I, there's nothing I can say. <laughs> we're going to let that sit. I mean, it's got Anthony Hopkins, so, you know. Yeah, some he's, credibility. he's cashing checks. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's like... I've seen Thor Ragnarok. He, she was there, but was he? Yeah. <laughs> his wardrobe was literally what he wore to the set. <laughs> That's his wardrobe. He's got the Harrison Ford contract. I'm amazed they let him put, they let, he let them put the eye patch on. Ah, so, anyway. Yeah. Okay, right, sure. Yeah. Great. That's it. That's all we got? I, that's pretty much it, unless you can think of anything. Um, I'm playing uh, the Zelda DLC. Oh yeah, the link has a motorcycle. Not yet, he don't. But it, I'll get there. It's it's in there. So uh, you know what it is. At first, I was a little underwhelmed by what the DLC was. It's like, oh, it's just more like you know, I don't want to call them fetch quests, but it's more you know, it's just more stuff yeah. to do, mm-hmm. side quests and whatnot, busy work. And yet, this game, this game sucks you in. I'm back. I'm I'm playing it again. I'm like this. I love I love this game so much. It's so good. Yep. It's it's just such a joy to play Breath of the Wild. You get more to do in it. And my one friend was all ticked off about. It. He's like, ah, because the first thing you do, it is a bit of a challenge. You, the first thing they give you to do is you have to unlock uh, the locations of like these. It's you got to unlock the locations of these beacons to show you more locations. So to do that, they give you an all powerful weapon. It can kill anything in the game in one hit. You can only use it twice and it has to recharge. Mm. However, 
Conversely, it reduces your hearts down to one quarter heart, which is the smallest health unit in the game. So that means you die in one hit. Ah, okay. And it sends you on a mission to four different enemy encampments that you have to clear out before you can unlock, you know, what you got to unlock. So it's a challenge. It's hard, but it makes you, you know, really test your metal in, in all the ways that the game has to offer. So use your other abilities, use your bow and arrow, use your stealth, use your speed, do anything you can to clear out these encampments other than go in brute force swinging because that will get you killed. Um, so my one friend was just poo-pooed it immediately. I, I stuck out the challenge and it was a challenge, but again, it made you, you know, yeah. it used the game's functions to their, to their like nth degree yeah. and the, the the dungeons that you unlock as well in this portion dungeons the shrines uh similarly they're they they make they're very cleverly designed in that they make you utilize to the fullest extent everything you have available to you in the game yep. to solve them and it's it's, it's just a joy man i'm so yeah i'm playing uh playing it and it's like man zelda i'm back in i'm back in zelda again cool i i love zelda <laughs> The um, the Last Jedi DLC came out for Battlefront Two. Ah, it was pretty cool. What did they include? Um, Finn and Phasma. Okay. For hero characters, uh, new uh, Starfighter assault board, and a new Galactic uh, Galactic Conquest board. Okay. So Galactic Conquest board is a uh, crate. It's basically the Battle of Crite. Yep, yep, yep. And it's yep. really cool. Okay. It's re- because, like, you can go up on the surface and just, you know, take your chances there. Or there's, like, a the series trenches of and stuff? tunnels, mm-hmm. interlocking tunnels and trenches that you can also go on. So it's a lot of fun. It's pretty cool. Well, I'm looking at the clock here. I mean, should shall we? Let's, uh, let's go... To a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. All right. Let's do this. Uh, folks, from here on out, this is your official... If you're listening to this. ...golden seal of quality. Spoiler warning. Yes. Come on. You, you, there, know, you know what you came here for. Yep. We're going to give it to you. There are going to be spoilers. We are going to spoil this movie. We're going There's to talk no way about to discuss things. it without it. Yeah. We're going to talk about things... That happened in the movie that if you've not seen the movie yet, will be spoiled for you. I don't think I could say it any more clear, clearer, clearer, define irony. Can't, say, <laughs> can't clearly say the word clear. Spoilers. Yes. Spoilers. 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 Starting now. Kay. Okay. So I think we can safely say that this is the most divisive. Yes. Star Wars film yes. of all time. It absolutely is. I don't think there's any logical starting point there is with n- this review. We just kind of have to jump in, pick something, and it's just going to... This is, this is a discussion as much as it is a review, as much yeah. as it is a summary, and let's just hash this out. Yeah. Okay. So, Do pours. you want to start? <laughs> <laughs> um, how do you want to start this here? Um, I'm going to just go I'm with g- my gonna, gut reaction to here's, here's my initial... Fresh off viewing it, gut reaction, which I generally don't like to make with the films. We've discussed this before. I like to digest okay. before I discuss. 
So my initial gut reaction, and I think you and I were kind of in the same boat. Yes. Because I'd seen it Friday afternoon, and then I had seen it over Thursday. Your place, yeah. Good, not great. Certainly not what we were expecting. No, in any way, shape, or form. No, and kind of jarring. You can say the word. It's okay. Disappointing. I wouldn't say disappointing as a whole. Well, there were definitely disappointing aspects to it. And again, this is all aligned with my gut reaction. And this is your gut reaction after the first viewing. Yes. Okay. So, you said to me last week, you didn't think I would like this movie. Yep. Little did we know that that would be a common refrain, not just for me, yeah, but for, as far as I can tell, a lot of people. Yeah. Now... When this, I left the theater, okay? This movie spoon-feeds you nothing. You have to really work to digest and understand. We're going to talk film. about that because yeah. I, I... Yes, you're right. You're absolutely right. Um, so, I went to it excited because the critical reviews were all stellar. I didn't yeah. read many because I didn't want to know anything, yeah, yeah. okay? You just, you know, did what... Most people do they check the Rotten Tomato score. You know, is that yeah, at best ninety four still? I think it's hovering around there. And that depends how much stock you want to put into all that. But you know, okay, it's it's yeah. doing well, right? Great. I saw the movie, and I left the theater, and I was like, I don't know what to feel. Yeah, I'm torn up inside. Now, me being me. Here I thought, well, I'm just a jerk. I hate everything, LOL, because that's my rep. I hate everything. And then suddenly I'm getting texts from friends who also saw the movie. Yeah. And they're all asking me, dude, I didn't like it. What do you, What did you think? Suddenly I'm feeling like, okay, wait a minute. It's not, yeah. it's not just me. Is, is this movie bad? Well, I mean, I, I, I just... Part of it, I'll be honest, it was kind of validating. <laughs> I was like, ha, 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 see, it's not just me. I'm not the one that's yeah. a hater. Look what they did. Other people hate it too. But uh, once I kind of got over that, okay, yeah. it's not about me here. I am, I was shocked at how divided people were. Like, I knew are. how I felt about yeah. it. But when I got home, I started, you know, and then, then, okay, I saw the movie. Now let's, let's yep. indulge in everything and the spoilers and the, and the reviews and people's discussions. Let's see what's going on. It's, it was shockingly dividing. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I mean, I, after seeing the movie, I guess I could, but I never would have imagined it would be like this. Fans are like going off the rails here. Okay. Yeah. I saw it again today. Five days later. And in those five days, dude, I've read countless think pieces. I've read, I've been in discussions, if you want to call them discussions slash arguments. I, this movie has like exhausted me in a lot of ways prior to seeing it again today. Yeah. But all I could think was going into it today, and I had this inkling after doing a lot of digestion and, and pondering and thinking and, okay, if I see the movie again, thematically without expectation 
expectations are going to be put on you the first time you see something, okay? The second time, there is no more expectation. You know what Mm -hmm. is coming. If I see it again, without expectations, will it be better, and will I understand it thematically and, you know, as a whole? Will I enjoy it more? Yes. The answer is yes. I did enjoy it a lot more. Does it still have problems? The same problems that I noticed the first time. Yes, it does. Yeah. And that is unfortunate, but at least I can pinpoint that stuff, and that stuff is, I mean, it just is what it is. There's, yeah. there's plot and pacing there's, problems. There's, there's never there <laughs> there, there's never been a Star Wars movie without either plot holes or pacing problems. Now, no, I guess that's, well, yeah. no. I mean, like this, even, this, even when you think of the original, like Star Wars. Oh, it's slow. It's so, so it, that movie doesn't pick up till they get to the Death Star. Basically. But Empire is pretty snappy. And Jedi 2 is pretty snappy, actually. It doesn't really have a lull. It kind of slows down. It slows down post-Jabba, pre... Uh, yeah, fair enough. But not yeah. like this. I, I mean, honestly, the, of course, we're talking about the, 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 the Rebels plan to slowly run away yeah for the course of the film which sets up the yeah. subplot of going to cantobite right cantobite yeah for this master codebreaker subplot to give finn something to do in this movie yeah but i mean before we kind of get into specifics okay let me, okay, okay okay just kind of going sorry, back to, I'm sorry. no 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 I, it's I, fine I there's, the there's no map to how we're gonna handle this one all right because it's so there's so much to go through i think for the fans right now who are hating it, I understand their reaction. I do. But I think when you when you think about it, Luke kind of answered their reaction in one line. What did you think? I was going to show up and take on the entire First Order by myself with a laser sword? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean... I guess we got we got to get that out of the yeah, way. We got to talk this, about that. This movie tears down so much of what we understood Star Wars to be and reestablishes a new understanding of Star Wars and that's not bad. It's not. In fact, I admire it. Yeah. In a lot of ways. The question is how <laughs> I mean All right. It does that. I admire it for that. In fact, I would say this Star Wars movie is the first one that I can really remember that is it has a lot of themes and messages to it. Yeah. I don't know that other ones have really had overt messaging. They've been adventures, there's yeah. been heroes, there's been villains. This movie says stuff. Yeah. And it doesn't just say it like in the story. There's a lot of this is easily easily the most meta Star Wars movie. Yeah. Ever. We we were very I know that you and I were both concerned going into it that okay, is Disney gonna play it safe and just do what they did with Force Awakens and just make a beat for beat reinterpretation of Empire? Which I don't think they did a beat for beat reinterpretation of Empire, but they definitely captured the emotional tone of Empire with this. Because the good guys are failing in this left. Sure, it's got some echoes of Empire. Yeah. But not in any way. And even echoes of Jedi. Yeah, they kind of mash the two together. Um, Boy, how do we 
All right, let's just start at the beginning. Okay. Let's just, because, I mean, or else we're going to run around, like, how do, how do we get into this? Let's just go through the front door, which is the opening. And the opening is the, the resistance is escaping from their base that they had in Force Awakens because yes. the First Order now knows where they are. Yes. And which makes sense because obviously you're going to be able to track where those ships came from and whatnot. You know, we never revisited Yavin after Star Wars. You know, it was kind of the... You got the feeling that after Star Wars, the Rebels didn't necessarily have a base per se as they were just kind of like a fleet just kind of going through space. Right. But in this one, like, we see evacuation, evacuation, and the First Order shows up, and the First Order shows up with a big Star Destroyer. Yes. I really enjoyed the look of, in in the previous movie I did, but even more so in this one, how the, the look of the First Order and how they were presented and whatnot. Mm. Um, it was, like, much, it seemed much more polished, which... I think in a lot of times in Star Wars, we say is a negative thing because the thing about like the original films is, oh, it's so great. It has that lived in look. Yeah. I think if they had the ability in the original trilogy to make the Empire look as polished as they do now with the first order, they might have done that because that's there's a, there's a sterileness to it that kind of conveys what the first order is. Okay. Um, so the first order shows up. And then we have Poe. Poe Dameron. By himself. Uh, puts in a, a call to General Hux. Uh, correction, Carl. He puts in a call to General Hugs. Hugs. Yes, Hugs. Now, can we talk about this? Yes. This humor exchange, I did not care for. It was a bit much. Now, I laughed at it. I enjoyed it because I liked the character of Poe, but... And Star Wars is not without humor. This movie has a lot of humor. Yeah. Now, to be honest, some of it, a lot of it, actually, on second viewing, I don't find objectionable. And a lot of people seem to on the internet. Yeah. But this this particular... This one, they, I think the this problem one did is not they go well drew it out too long. They drew it out a little long. I think you do the, I'm still holding line once. Yeah. And then kind of move on from that. Yeah. Um. Basically, I felt like, oh, we're... Someone saw Guardians. Yeah. And I didn't... And I also also found myself wondering, I'm like, if they're allowing this in this movie, good Lord, what did Lord Miller try and do with the Han Solo? That crossed my mind, actually. I was like, what? what, what?" But, but, to be fair, the movie does not continue down this tone for the whole thing. No. And Ryan Johnson kind of, they asked him about that, and he said, look, there's humor in this movie, and I wanted to... Kind of put it on Front Street that there would be. Yeah. So we're going to get it, it out de- of the way. And it definitely needs those moments of levity. Sure. Um, so then we have... Um, Got a cool battle. We have, we have a really awesome space battle. Poe clears out the, the deck guns, more or less, of the, the Dreadnought. And then the, the bombers come in. Can I mention a little disappointment about the bombers? Sure. So... Last week, the new wave of X-Wing ships came out, Mm -hmm. and included in this wave was the TIE Silencer, Kylo Ren's, and the Resistance Bomber. Okay. And one of the abilities that the bomber can do is it can throw bombs forward. Well, not here. It can't. No, I was like, oh, we're going to see him sling some bombs. It's going to be great. And I was just like, "Mm, they're not slinging any bombs. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, look, they're blowing up pretty quickly. Yeah, they get decimated yeah, um, for it, the most um, part. We get a little, in this scene, we get a little bit of what we got a lot of in Rogue One, which is like the sacrifice of war. Yeah. The seriousness of war. And yeah. that Rose's sister, I forget the character's name. Paige, uh, I think. Yeah, Paige sacrifices herself in the last bomber. To, She's the last hope. Yeah, to drop the, the, the payload. payload. So we're not going to cry about the bombs in space, huh? That was good, because some people do. We're going to pause here for a moment. Okay. We've, we've discussed this in the past. Star yep. Wars is science fantasy. It's not science fiction. Correct. That being said, there are some things in the past that have kind of not sat well with us, like a Star Destroyer being you know on the planet's surface, not in orbit. Because even in science fantasy, the yeah that, that doesn't work, right? But I, I, there were a couple things in this. Well, that here, here's the thing. irked me. Here's the thing: dropping bombs in space when there's no visible propulsion thing pushing those bombs down in space. Let me pause there's right no there. Gravity. Me, I know where you're going to go. You're going to say in Empire the tie bombers exactly, drop off. Exactly. When you think back to that scene, yeah. The TIE bombers were shooting those suckers down. They were just and dropping you could, them. You could tell like there was a glow about them that they had some sort of propulsion going down. I attribute that to the special that's effects of That's what I'm standing by. That's fine. That's, hey, that's my stance. I'm sticking to it. You can do that, but I would argue that it's a... Look, G-Forces pushed BB-8's head back when Poe hit the afterburner, which was baller. I'm not saying that scene wasn't pretty awesome. Again... Star Wars physics are not I know, real but still, physics. I know. I, what, and, and I'm not. What gonna, was making the shots from the Star Destroyer in space? In space. I don't oh, know. that was driving me crazy. I don't know. And then it, let me. <laughs> you want you want me to really blow your mind? The conceit of the movie is that the sh- the rebels are running away out of range, right? Yeah. Well, in space, space, space. No one can hear you scream. Um. If nothing interferes with something in space and it's in motion, it's going to keep, keep going. So they could shoot at it and it'll hit them eventually. The guns don't have, you know, limited speed like your ships yeah. apparently do. But we're going to yeah, leave yeah. It's it. Just a little Star Wars little, physics. Yeah, I know. I you gotta, know. You gotta, I know. I know. You got to let just, it go. It's just something that. Actually, you know what? I'm going to make this point now because we're here. We are talking about it. So we're already at a stumbling block. Yep. This movie is about letting go yes it's about a lot of things letting go of the past but one major thing killing about, it if you must well that's one that's that's yeah. kylo ren's way to go yeah but it's about letting go of the past to embrace the future now that's a pretty noble theme and i don't know that star wars fans were ready for that <laughs> well here's and i thought about that a lot star wars in its incarnations, has always been a generational story. Yeah. Our generation has been classic trilogy. Yeah. As as much as you and I don't care for the prequels, those are the Star Wars films for another generation. Sure. That they enjoy. A lost generation, like, sure. If you... Don't see... Don't do that. They're... they're that's their Star Wars. And I'm like, sorry if, for that. If you, if you went back and saw... Like, Star Wars in and of itself is not a well-done movie. 
Like the story is not original. You know, the special effects made it landmark for what it was. Uh, but you can tell where Lucas farmed his story ideas from like different parts here and there. It's like, it's kind of what I'm saying is like, this is their generate. This is a st- the prequels were Star Wars that this generation could glam onto. I don't think they're a lost generation. This is just something that they could discover was for them, not from their parents. So there's that. And now we have this, you know, post Disney acquisition. We have this new thing where. We have two generations who have vastly different Star Wars coming together in this one. And so we got reacquainted with it with Force Awakens. Yeah. That was that was basically comfort food. Yeah. We got because that was kinda that was Lucasfilm and Disney going to us, our generation, who were jaded by the prequels. Come on back. It's not going to be like it was. It's like the first line of Force Awakens. I know. This will begin to make things right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now they're like, okay, we've got you back. We've got you. And not in like a Connie way or anything. They're like, okay, you're back. You're confident in our abilities. Now we're going to start telling a new story. Yeah. And that's what this is. This changes so much while still being Star Wars. Well, the thing is, <laughs> from a from a story perspective, not a lot changes. The resistance gets handled, and they're still plucky rebels. Yeah, the empire's still the empire, and no real gains are made by the good guys. So it's kind of like Empire in that regard. Yeah, I mean, like we said, like I said earlier, the good like every plan the resistance has fails. Yep, every plan. Yep. But what the movie? Why the movie so problematic for people is that and how we get to the same, how we kind of go and end up in the same place. In the course of doing that, we have to shed a lot of old ideas and old notions, and yeah, undo a lot of things that these movies have been built on for a while. And I think, and I get why people are not okay with that, and I'm even torn on how to feel about that because you have been in past star wars discussions we've had you've always said give me something new give me something new right i'm but, reminded of an old saying when the gods wish to punish us they answer our prayers yeah well they <laughs> sure do we got something new but we got it at the expense of the old and i think yeah. that's what people are a little weirded out by yeah now here's where we're going to get into well i mean we're going to probably this again we're, this conversation is going all in all directions so i'm just going to throw it out there this movie sub- subverts every expectation you could have for what you thought you were going to see and what you thought you wanted to see in a Star Wars movie. Yeah. So the movie though, the movie could uh, probably be, the whole meta philosophy what they're doing can be can be summed up in Luke tossing the lightsaber over his shoulder. Yeah, and, and walking I, forward. And I get why people don't like that. I I understand you wanted, you know, your your space battles and you wanted yeah. laser swords and and all that because that's that's Star Wars. And you got that. You did get it, but you also got a lot of messages basically saying that's not how you're going to win and we've been there, we've done that yeah. and we need to move beyond. We can't keep doing the same old thing because then we'll 
it, it just it'll burn itself out. It'll burn itself out, man. Um, so <laughs> it's so weird. Like Brian Johnson basically took every breadcrumb that J.J. Abrams set up in The Force Awakens, that that delicious comfort food that was The Force Awakens, yeah. and he basically took took the comfort food and said, nah, nah, don't care. Not going to do that. Now, I don't think he said don't care. I think he said we're going to address this, but not in the way you were expecting. He undercuts all of it. Who's Snoke? Don't worry about it. Who are Ray's parents? They're nobody. Which I liked. I, no, I, I'm not. I think I'm not still, passing judgment. Yeah, I'm saying. I'm just telling you. This is yeah. my case for for Ryan yeah. or Ryan Johnson to he, all that all that mystery box stuff yeah. that JJ put out there. Think about even uh, uh uh, let's go let's go point by point. First off, like you said, the lightsaber. Yep. This epic shot at the end of Force yeah. Awakens with her holding it out. Luke, take it. Oh my God, take the lightsaber. Meh, throws it away. Kylo Ren's mask, Vader wannabe, the new Vader. Yeah. Look at me. Snoke tells him, take that ridiculous mask off. And he smashes it. Mask. Kylo Ren thro- just destroys it. He does So forget about yeah. that. Forget about new Vader. Forget about copying the old. That's gone. Like it's, it's on the street. It's right there. Yeah. Ray's parents, Snoke himself, all these ideas. And Brian, he, we we just go. He just goes. No, we're not dealing with that. It's it's almost lo- like Kylo is the character who understands the most about moving forward. Yes and no. He wants to be free of being told what to do, right? He, and and he also wants to be free of his lineage. Yes and no. He's. Still a, he still wants power and he still embraces it and he still kind of wants to be Vader, right? Yeah. Kind of. It's hard. See, this is where it gets mixed because he also kind of represents. Well, in the in the Force Awakens, he represented, I think, that that fandom. We're getting into we're getting into yeah. metaphors here. In the yeah. Force Awakens, I think, I think Kylo Ren represented. The, the the adherence to fandom and being a fanboy and how you know that can kind of go overboard and you can kind of turn into a jerk. Yeah. Here though, he does yeah, he he wants to bury all of it. Kill it if you must, if you want to use his words. Snoke here is kind of the old guard, you know, gatekeeper saying he- you, the heir apparent to Darth Vader, all you know, the, the Lord of Darkness and yada yada, bested by a girl. Yeah. Snoke is the voice of the fanboy who could not stand to see Ray, our protagonist, be a female. Yeah. It's, you know... Because I don't think that's not going yeah, on here, too. I, I know that one of the things we were talking about Friday night was how they decided to address Snoke, which was, you know, we get no background on him and he's killed off rather unceremoniously. And I was, was kind of ceremonious. Well, I mean, I was... <laughs> I was thinking about in unexpected. Sure, say. sure. I was thinking about. It, I was thinking about. I'm like, it's tough to separate classic trilogy from the time we've had the classic trilogy mm-hmm. and all the mythos that's grown around it. Sure, but if you're able to do that and you go back and you look at Empire and Jedi, 
we got about the same treatment of the emperor. That's true. We like, here's, had like very little screen time mm-hmm. in empire. We have no explanation whatsoever to his background. I mean, obviously we know now because of the prequels. Let's pretend we don't though. Like, yeah, you're uh, right. Just but the original like, movies. Yeah. At the time. And he is in like actual screen time. Very little of Jedi only because like he's in like the latter latter half that's what you remember great villain yeah fantastic villain so is snoke in this time but like it's here's where the same and if i'm not going to get angry at the treatment of the emperor and the classic trilogy i can't get angry at the treatment of snoke in this because let me just uh, this will be the last point i'll let you jump in i think a lot of our reactions to what they decided to do with Snoke and some of the other characters in this film are product of the era we live in. We've had two years of speculation. Oh, yeah. Theories sure. and questions and all the stuff that we have readily available to us now because of social media, the internet, things like that, that we didn't have when we were kids in the original Star Wars films were out. You know, you had a couple of your friends who you would, you know, maybe talk about for a little bit, but then you just were content with what was and went and played with the action figures. Yeah. Yeah, true. Let me uh again, I'm I've come around and I've kind of yeah. I've come full circle on all on this movie and I you know do we I it's disappointing that we don't learn more, right? Yeah. I get that. But I've come full circle, and I don't care. But yeah, I was but about to say you're always the guy who's I know. like, I've, I don't need to know why the cool thing is cool. I just need to know that it's cool, right? But I do get the disappointment, and here's why. Here's why it's disappointing. Screen time wise, you're right. Emperor Snow, yeah. similar. But but in the original movies, we knew we were fighting an empire. Having an empire inherently implies there's an emperor. In fact, he's named but not seen in the first movie. So we get that there's an emperor and we get through the actions of the empire that they are serving his wishes and they're pretty brutal. So we kind of, you know, we know this guy's bad news. And then we get some, you know, passing mentions in other ways about, you know, how the emperor tempted uh, Vader and, and all that stuff. So he's not there a lot, but we get enough where we understand. And in those movies, that's all we had. That's all we understood was that story at that time. Here's where it gets dicey. Now you're asking us, in these new movies, 30 years later, however long later it is after Return of the Jedi, there's this new guy. Well, it's not like we don't have the backstory anymore. Like, with the the original movies, we didn't know, so we just kind of went with it, because that's what it was. Yeah. We, We know now. So if we know now, you're giving us this new guy, and you're just asking us to accept I'm sorry, but that's harder to do. Yeah. Given what we know, right? Mm-hmm. So I understand that that's that that is disappointing, and I and I understand, and fans like I, you know, I hey man, I feel you. Yeah. But ultimately, but, I would have wanted some but background too. But again, second viewing, you know what? Fine. Okay. Let it go. Just yeah. let it go. Because for the time he's on screen, he's great. Yeah. Oh, dude, he's and cool. He's a you know really cool villain and. His, I think, ultimately, his purpose is was to a turn Ben Solo to the dark side. Sure, which he's he's in service to Ben see. Solo here, and yeah, and then ultimately he makes through his abuse and like condemnation, he makes Kylo Ren a much better villain. Yep, yep. Um, 
so yeah, that's that's kind of my point. Like yeah. we had backstory before, whereas in the originals we did not. Yeah. So that's why it's a little unexcusable. But again, you know what? My second viewing, I just take it for what it is. Yeah, I take it for what it's worth, and I move on. I want to talk about uh, Leia. Okay, we're just gonna keep. Yeah, we're sure. Just, we're jumping. We're riffing. Place. Yeah. Is it possible that this is the best Leia's ever been? Yes. Uh, Classic trilogy well, hang included. On. Uh, Empire Leia is pretty great. Let's we, not pretend always, she's not. Yeah, no, she she is great, but there have been very few times we've been able to see Leia as a leader of an army. Yeah, no, she's firmly in command here. Yeah, and it's... And I mean, Carrie Fisher. Yeah... I, I started I started tearing up the second she showed up on screen. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, I cried numerous times throughout this film. Because, as we've said, I'm an easy cry, and I tend to get emotional with films. Um, but, like, just seeing her, knowing this is the last time, uh, the scene with Luke, uh, just was a gut punch. Because it's been like it's been almost a year now since we've lost uh, Carrie, and yep. you know, time. I don't want to. I, I don't. I don't believe time heals all wounds, but time definitely makes them easier to endure. Um, and it was just her performance and the way they used the character was fantastic. Let's address Space Life. Oh now. God, yeah, go on. All right, what have I always said about stories? Tell me a good story. I'll forgive you some sense. Yeah. Not 100% applicable in this situation, but when the, the TIE fighters took out the bridge Everyone's, of the command People ship, are freaking out about this. I was like, you know what? And Leia uses the force to fly through space and get back to the ship. Yeah. It's bad. It's, <laughs> it's not really good at all. But you know what? I didn't want Leia going out like that. So fine. Fine. I'll be honest, man. This, this, this scene is killing people, and it's it, talk about divisive. Didn't bother me the first time. Doesn't bother me the second time. I, I I'm think, very okay with it. Yeah, I'm I mean, fine. It just I think it was the visual. Like, if you were to explain the concept to me, I might be okay. But I think it's how the visuals handled. Maybe the because she moved through space so statically, like. I know, I don't know. Something about it just me, but I, I think it's just the. I think it, I was like, there was that moment where, like, I was like, "Oh God, is this how they're doing it?" Yeah, so early. Yeah. No, 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 yeah. no, no. I know. I had the same thought, man. But I think we all did. We all, we also lost Admiral Ackbar in that too. unceremoniously, mind you. Yeah, mentioned well, the actor who played him. Passed well, away. that too, but he doesn't get a cool on-screen death or anything. Just, I, you know what, you know who. Should have been Admiral Akbar instead of General Holdo. Admiral Holdo. Holdo. We'll get into that because, yeah. uh, like, there's reasons why things had happened the way they did. But yeah, um, but back to, to sorry, yeah. I didn't have a problem with that scene, and I still don't. I, I it, yeah. Some people are like she could never do that before. She's a Skywalker. Have any of you watched Return of the Jedi? When Luke says you're wrong, Leia, you have that power too, and in yeah. time you'll learn to use it yeah, as we, I have. We don't we don't know Hello? if she's like trained or anything like that, but just the fact her lineage she can how strongly connected to the force that lineage is. Exactly. I'm yeah. very fine with that part of it. I have it was no, just it was just the visual of it that kinda kinda jarred me. I feel you. Um, I'm okay with it. I think 
I mean, yeah, the the visual was jarring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I kind of blanked out there for a second. That's so yeah, okay. that was that was Leia. I think Carrie Fisher's final performance easily her greatest. So characters we do like from the Force Awakens. Let's think about that for a second. Force Awakens talk? being oh, from, for, okay, yeah. Force Awakens being, you know, rehash plot that we've seen before. Yeah. Get it but introduce new characters. Yet, yet I it got by and in my opinion succeeded because yeah. of the strength of its characters and the actors that portray them. We like them. We we want them to succeed because they're so kinetic and enjoyable, right? Yes. So here we've got Poe Dameron. Yep. I really liked him in this movie. Yes. He think, showed a lot of fire, a lot of spunk, and I, he had an arc. I think of the characters that were introduced through Force Awakens, you can argue that he went through the most growth. Oh, totally. In this film. He absolutely did. And, you know, some for the, and, and obviously it was rough on him. Yeah. But he had an arc. And, I, you know, we'll get to that. Let's talk Finn. Yeah. If there's I like Finn. I like Finn. I'm a too. Finn guy. Didn't want him to die. No. Glad he didn't. But do you kind of wish he did? No. Okay. I don't. I, re- I, I honestly don't. Um I don't I, I don't I don't mean it like that. What I mean is he spends the movie let's look at his arc, shall we? He wakes up, his first instinct is to, is his first word is Ray. Yeah. He wants to find Ray. His arc from The Force Awakens was he escapes from the First Order. He doesn't want to be a part of that anymore. He wants to run away. He wants to yep. hide. It's all he wants to do. He wants to hide and be safe. Yep. He wakes up here. Now, he gets in a little adventure in, in The yep. Force Awakens, but he gets hurt, and his primary mission is still to get away, get safe. Yeah. He wakes up here. His first primary instinct is to find Rey and run away and get safe. Yep. Okay? So he spends the movie running away. He's He's not... He doesn't dedicate himself to the resistance no, until he's, he's told he, to fight with Phasma. He's in self-preservation mode until the stakes are put forth clearly on the table for him and he realizes that he has to... He realizes he is true calling. Yeah. He's not a traitor. He's not uh, a coward. He he's is rebel scum. He is rebel scum. Yep. And he's proud of it. That's a great arc. Yeah. He gets a big moment in the end where he is going to sacrifice himself to save the rebel scum. Yeah. And it's undercut by Rose saving him and the mess. One of the messages of the movie, we're going to win by saving what we love and not by fighting what we hate. Yes. Noble message. I appreciate it. And I like the character of Rose. Yeah. I I like that. She's a star Wars character who has a prominent role, who isn't like a general or, you know, a warrior or something like that. She's a maintenance worker. Yep, yep. And she befriends, and and she got, befriends a janitor. Yeah, and she's got <laughs> skin in the game and that her sister died. Sure, sure. And I just, I love the scene where she first meets Finn. She's a fangirl. And, uh, she's such a fangirl, but the second she realizes he's trying to escape, duty, that, that duty kicks switches. in. Yeah. I, I didn't kick anything. Not you. Um, <laughs> her sense of duty. Yeah. She, um, she studs it so great. Having said that, that moment did kind of irk me because he, Finn, in terms of Finn's arc, he had this realization that this is his calling. This is his cause. He believes in it now and he's going to ultimately yeah. die for it. He commits to dying for it. And then we're pulled out of that moment and I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah. And I don't want to lose Finn because I, like him a lot yeah but it felt 
a little cheated. Like it felt like that would have been a real satisfying, that's the wrong word, but you know what I mean? It it, it would have been a good closure point for him there to have that journey. I think when you look at it from, and I agree with you, I think like ultimately had they decided to do that would have been, you know, a really, it had been a poignant scene. But I think ultimately the the story tellers may have decided at that point we've we've lost a lot of characters up to this point. Sure, we've got one more gigantic loss coming. Yeah, we're gonna get to so, that in a moment. Um, you know what I thought of today about that though? It, it dawned on me. You know who else had a similar two movie arc and then didn't really have much to do in the third? So the besides just be there, Lando, Han Solo. Hans, think, think about yeah. Han, think about Hans arc. Yeah, no, I get it. Scoundrel smuggler, yeah. the first movie, and still dealing with the scoundrel smuggler past past of his life. Yeah, Empire is the transition for him until he be- embraces his heroic nature and falls in love with Leia. Yep, and he's he gets. I'm not going to call it a death, but kind of right. Like he gets a. They don't commit to it, but he wanted to die there. And if they would have killed him in Empire, it might have, yeah. So, so that that just there was an interesting parallel between Han and, and Finn to me. Yeah, they, they they had a little two a two movie arc that could have closed that 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 they didn't. So I'm just curious how they're going to treat Finn in, in the next movie. I'm curious about a lot of things in the next movie. Yeah. To be honest with you, well, obviously. Um, <clears throat> so Poe, big his arc, hot shot flyboy. Yeah. And the worst kind of hotshot flyboy because he's really good at it. He is, but he also gets a lot of people killed. Yeah, and that doesn't look good on him. Honestly, he, like it's kind of uh, it. It's a he pays for it with a demotion, but by the end of the movie, he pays for it with a major promotion. Like he gets away with a lot. Yeah, he does, but. Like they sh- like you see the point where he understands the lessons he's he being told. Where everybody wants to rush out and help Luke, and Poe understands that no, Luke's doing this so we can escape. Yeah, and his his character's instinct has always been to rush in and fight the good fight, and for his character to make a decision to run, not only to run but to knowingly sacrifice someone in order to run shows the growth and the journey he's taken that started in force awakens that leads to the character he is at the end of the film yeah he's in charge now basically but yeah. to take to get there is a, a a road uh paved with good intentions but unfortunately yeah. he gets he causes a lot of problems the the mutiny story just it just didn't hit it didn't work yeah, here's the thing about that. It kind of it just fell. I mean, granted, it's it's something that didn't work based on built on something that didn't work, which yeah. is Holdo's decision to not disclose the plan. Which hang on, I mean, I get in a military chain of command, she, like, has, she has no obligation to yeah. tell him anything. But and I thought about that a lot in my second viewing. Yeah, and here there is there is a. It, I'm I'm fine with that actually because that's a big common criticism. She should have told him the plan. She didn't have to tell anybody anything. Yeah. But there is a point in the movie, basically leading up to the mutiny, right? Or it's actually the point when I think he discloses that that Finn and uh, uh, Rose are out on this mission to do what they're going to do, and yeah. she doesn't want to know anything about it. Basically, at that point in the movie. Holdo had not apparently told, not only did she not tell 
toe the plan, right? But none of her senior staff either. Poe wasn't the only one in that in yeah. on that mutiny. Like no one else, everyone else was giving each other nervous looks too. Yeah. Holdo apparently was holding out on a lot of people. If if there was ever a time when she should have said, "Hey, everyone, simmer down. We have a plan. Let's all just take it down a notch." It should have been that moment when he revealed that he was going, that he had Finn and Rose on a secret mission to find the codebreaker, yada yada. Yeah. At that point, she's now privy to their their little gig. She should have come clean. She did not, and it gets more people killed. So basically, bad communication gets a lot of people killed in this movie. Um, I want to save all the goodies. Yeah, we'll save Ray and Luke to the end. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Let's let's talk about like some of the new characters we're in. So the diversion. What do you want to talk about? The diversion that we had. Not just yet. Um, let's talk about General Holdo. I really like Admiral. this character, Admiral Ra- Vice Admiral Holdo. Yeah, yeah. I really like this character. Yeah, I couldn't ever get her her physical dress always kind of threw me because you're in a military and everyone else is in a military uniform and you're in kind of a nice dinner gown. Hey, it, like it looked nice and everything. But, <laughs> um, I'm not disagreeing. Did you sense a little uh, a little ten, a little little a little spark there between her and Poe? I yeah, thought. I thought you know okay. Did you, did you did you notice? Did you notice though? You know, kind of a little connection here. Go on connection here. Going back to the uh, the video I showed you of Ian Malcolm and Nine Numb. Uh, <laughs> did you notice that Laura Dern was telling the rebels to run? Um, no, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> run. Fair enough. Yeah, this is something that kind of caught my my whimsy okay uh, but no i really enjoyed this character and i think that given we lost carrie fisher we did i think you go back in and change that character's fate okay built this character up as being a capable leader sure yeah who has leia's trust i've i've tumbled down this rabbit hole go on i think you change her fate and what do you do in place of it? Akbar. Akbar. Okay. Okay. You let Akbar do that. Okay. The comp- Which, not for nothing. Take a drink. Maybe the, yeah, maybe the coolest scene in the movie, <laughs> the light speed ram. Hang on. Before we get to that, I have things to say about that. Okay. Um, the common refrain I see is that that, given what we know about Carrie Fisher's, you know, yeah. her, her, her being dead. Sorry, she's dead. Um, that Leia should have been the one to do the light speed maneuver. But to that, I would say, did you guys realize, or did you not notice, or did you would you do you even know that if if you did that, we would not get the scene with her yeah. and Luke yeah. in the end, which tore me up, dude. Yeah, if we didn't get a Luke Leia reunion in this movie. Yeah, we already missed I, out on I'd the Han been, one. So, you know. Yes. Right. Um, okay, Akbar, sure. So the light speed maneuver. So cool. Visually and and dude, Mike, the theater, like that was like the one theater uh uh like oh my god moment oh, crap in this moment. Yeah. People really kind of flipped out because like yeah. it was built perfectly. They're just like, yeah, wait, it, wait, 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 what what's she doing? What now? And then it happened. Awesome visual. 
awesome, you know, gung-ho moment. Yep. Here's the thing. Excellent use of no sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent yeah. decision there to have just be dead silent. If this is a capable strategy of attack, we should have been doing this a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, and... Does this ship not have an autopilot that you can get an escape well, pod? Well, there's that, too. We'll, we'll, we'll let that slide, Carl. Yeah, I know. That's that I know. Kinda, that's one of those things that, you know, we got to let slide. Um, but no, yeah, I get, I get. can't we just build ships to be big bullets? Just take a Mon Calamari cruiser and throw it into the Death Star instead of, you know, yeah. the whole no, thermal I, exhaust yeah. port. Not much bigger than a few meters. I know. But. I know. I, no, I get what you're saying. And I know that sounds really nitpicky, but tell I mean, me a good story. On, I'll man. forgive you some sins. I hear you, but it's like I can't help but think that I just can't. Yeah. Like, well, it's like I've always said with uh, with Star Trek. You know, if you're in a if you're in a ship to ship fight, once the other ship shields are down, why don't you just transport a torpedo into their and blow it up room and detonate it? Is that not the Picard maneuver? No, the Picard maneuver is dropping in the like short warp slam. Oh, okay. Right, okay. You know, right into the ship, so it makes it look like your ship is in two places at once. Gotcha. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um. So the, the light speed thing was pretty cool. It was cool. Pretty That's cool. Pretty awesome. Um. Yeah, I think yeah. one character that didn't get better in this movie that actually maybe got a little worse was Hux. Ha <laughs> ha. Like, I disagree. I think he's they, shown his true character. They went. I'm okay with showing true character, but I think that maybe the maybe it's more the performance than the character was just kind of so over the top and borderline comical. He's a he's a wiener. He's a lackey. I know, but and I mm. like that. He's a cowardly. He's a, and Snoke even says he's 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 a peon, but he's a useful peon. Yeah. And did you notice? When Kylo Ren wakes up after he has a little fight with with Ray, yeah, and Hux finds him, and Hux slowly is about yeah, to draw his like, gun, but as soon as he wakes up, he yep, oh, yep. no 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 nope, nope, nothing, nothing to see here. Yep, yep. What a wimp. What a wimp. <laughs> I, I I actually yeah. like that I, because at least they gave him a character. Yeah. Because in the Force Awakens, what does he do? He gives a big speech, and it's just like, yeah, but you're like twelve years old, dude. What are you doing with this yeah. big Nazi speech? Um. Let's talk about the casino. Here we are. Now, here, let's talk, here we let's, are. Let's separate the purpose of the scene from the story. Just talk about the visuals of the scene, what you thought about okay. it. And, okay. Like, this is because, again, part, this falls in line with showing us something new. It does. It does. It definitely does that. Here's the thing, though. <laughs> yes, visually, it's neat. It, it, it's a whole... It's it's a casino on a on a I mean the planet the planet but the, yeah. the casino and it's otherworldly and there's games of chance being had and there's aristocrats and there's there's you know rich people drinking wine and toasting and clearly the war is not affecting these people it's clearly I mean yeah they're unaffected that's all good stuff and it's all this whole sequence it does introduce things that needed to be shown in this big narrative i suppose and it does yeah. tie into the ending which we'll get, we'll get to as well but i think it's the conceit of how they got there why they're there that just felt wrong yeah i 
I'm very divided on this because I think there were a lot of interesting visuals in the scene. That being said, it felt very prequely. I think the same thing. It felt like the diner from Attack of the Clones. Kind of? Because here's something that we understand from real life exists, and it's not Star Wars enough. If that is like an acceptable term, it it's can we rostify this by about twenty more percent? <laughs> you see what I'm saying here? I, I I guess it needed a little. You know what it was? It needed a little more Star Wars, a little less polish. <sighs> you're right. No, I know. I know the feeling that you're. Tr- I I get. You. Yeah, I'm on the same page. You know. What could have helped that, though, with the thing... And this is... Mm, this might sound nitpicky, but it, it's part of what we're talking about. What would have helped alleviate some of that would What's have that? been less CG little guys. The little CG guy running around putting putting tokens into BB-8. I liked it. I, was like, I, I that, thought it was kind of That, funny. to me, was... I was like, a, hey, look, it's the Monopoly guy, Star Wars version. Did you know that Mark Hamill was the mocap for that guy? Was he? Yeah. That's awesome. Um, but... To me, that felt that was the prequel feeling. I yeah. was like, "Oh, this is kind of." And then when they BB-8 pay that off, when he starts shooting, shooting out the yeah, coins, you know, that wasn't crazy. About that was that a. Pre- and then while we're we're just getting on the prequel uh, bandwagon here, the only other scene that reminded me of something that would have been in the prequels again with BB-8 was when they're on the uh, uh, the big bad Star Destroyer dreadnought, whatever it was later on. Yeah. And BB-8's driving the ATST, which conveniently has its little lid lifted off, so we can see that he's driving it. Yeah, that was a very like R two fighting other droids moment for me, and that I, I irked think, me a little bit. But I think if you don't lift the lid off it and just show him inside, yeah, 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 yeah. but just it just felt and a little. If he wasn't like piloting it so precisely, would have been a little better. But I get what you're saying. That, I get what you're saying. I just I only bring that up because those are the two moments in the movie that felt prequely. Yeah, nothing else in the movie really did to me. Okay. That's I, let's let's shove that aside. I so really, Canto Bite. Yeah. I really enjoyed uh DJ. DJ Del, Del Toro's character. Here's why I enjoyed him. Because we were introduced to a scoundrel who is a scoundrel. He's not a scoundrel with a heart of gold. Yeah. Which traditionally when we've been introduced to scoundrels, Han, Lando, they turn out to be scoundrels with a heart of gold and are redeemable. This guy First off, you know, I always enjoy Del Toro and pretty much anything I see him in. Um, he, you know, gave this character something a little different. Uh, he actually kind of re- reminded me a little bit of his character in Usual Suspects, which I'm 100% okay with because it's such a great movie. Um, but, like, even this character speaks to the meta of the film when he's saying, like, you know, you know, don't. Don't be a joiner. There's there's good, there's bad. Just do for you and Yeah, and I guess I think that's uh I, again, okay. I just and gotta, even, I, I just gotta like I gotta get Finn out. says to him, he's like, You're gonna pay for this or whatnot, and he's like, You may be right. But for right now I'm walking away with a heck of a lot of money. Yeah, here okay, so number one, I feel this whole Canto Bite sequence is unnecessary and could have been removed from the film entirely. They could have found Finn and Rose something better to do yeah. on the deck of the ship, even to find a way to undo the 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 cloaking or the the tracking or the tracking. Yeah. 
before hang on before i continue the maz katana scene yeah forced in i, I think like if you we wanna, gotta get her in somehow if you want to have maz in there and you want to have the code have them getting a code breaker you have them go to maz and get caught up in that whole whatever's going on at maz's or something place. but i feel like the central conceit of you being on the run if you're on the run how do you have time and the ability to like divert this little side like oh they're not going to track a small ship it's like that's convenient i guess that yeah. that irked me a little bit yeah but um, again that's why i think you just take this whole subplot out entirely have it so like there's a bug on the ship and they have to find it and there's a there's there's a mole on the ship now you've got a little side plot where guys can you can keep yeah. keep your characters central don't, and do yeah, something else don't with make them. it that the first order can track you make it that someone is telling the first order where you are sure something like that yeah um but then we wouldn't get to see you know uh light speed bullet uh that or we get we get some depth to rose's character she's an animal lover i like that i respect that yeah yeah she uh but she, she uh let, you know let the dog horses things go yeah it was cute but yeah. you know this whole sequence just feels weird um and we also get introduced to the slave children yes so this- i guess if you took this whole sequence out we wouldn't get that and that's gonna come back yeah later the thing is i get the idea of slave children you don't have to show me much to introduce that concept because as a concept I get it. Yeah. So without any context at all, the final scene of the movie, which we'll talk about, yep. I would have been fine with that alone. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I get it. I didn't need this 40 minute diversion in the movie to set up that. Yeah. But fair enough. Say la vie. Um, so I think probably one of the last things I want to comment on until we get into like the big end run of the film is like the whole first order chasing Oh, the resistance. Sorry, there's more I can't do what I want to talk about. Sorry. I uh, there's no tension there. No, they're just slowly running in, away. In what should be very tense. There's no there's no tension. I think like well maybe you can do that better in that yes, they can track you through light speed, but you keep jumping and every time you jump there's like a small battle until you can get to a point where you well that's jump a again. that's a battlestar galactica uh, uh episode i've never watched battlestar galactica well, so. th- this 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 that's actually a plot point directly so what, you're, so what you're saying is we know it works uh well there's i don't know i forgot how it resolved in battlestar but those that's the exact setup they had so they would jump away and the cylons would immediately find them and they would jump away and they would immediately find them. like they, there was a whole episode where they had to jump like every 20 minutes they had to jump away okay and they kept getting found um Canto bite back to, back to that yeah. for a moment. The, what you just said about DJ, I didn't really care for him because yeah, great, we got to meet, meet a character who's a scoundrel and stays that way. Fine. The other thing I'm really mixed on, and this is this is uh, this is a a, a a tricky spot. The 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 good guy bad guy buy from the same people message here, and the rich are bad on Canto bite. Yeah. I, I I I get I get it, okay. But this is Star Wars. And at the end of the day, we do need good guys and bad guys. Yeah. I don't need you muddy in the waters with this whole well the good guys are just as bad as the bad guys. I I was I, and this bugged me in Rogue One too, when when Cassian kills that guy, the other rebel guy. 
It's like, whoa, I mean, look, I know the world isn't black and white. I know that. The the world the, the real world is is it's 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 murky. In these movies, I, I, I just I kinda like to just have let's just keep the good guys the good guys, the bad guys the bad guys. Okay? I I, I don't know. I think just to briefly touch on in Rogue One with Cassian to, to use an analogy that might make it a little more plausible for you, Cassian is Bucky. Cassian's the one who has to do the dirty work so that the others don't. Yeah, but again, I don't know that I want that <laughs> in my Star Wars movie. I mean, I, I can see that. I, I understand, like, there's a military and militaries have to make tough decisions. Like, Going into it, I get what you're saying about the whole both buying from the same. I was always under the impression that the Empire just built their own stuff. Right, yeah, and that maybe, too. Maybe the First Order isn't to the point where they have that in their infrastructure, but yeah. and, but I always thought that the Rebels, yes, did buy their Sure, ships. or they had allies that manufactured yeah. for them, and the, and the First yeah. Order slash Empire, they, I always thought their stuff was built Again, in house because there have been numerous slave labor. I mean, even numerous like video games and whatnot. You have to attack this Tie Fighter production plant, or right. Whatnot. So yeah, but no, but I that's get what you're that's plot stuff. I don't want to get bogged down in it. But the message that it sends—that's what I'm worried about. And I was kind of like, ah, I, I get it. I get what you're. You know, I yeah. understand. I just don't know if I need that here. I, I don't know. I think you're introducing some some dicey stuff into. A franchise that doesn't necessarily need that, mm-hmm. but whatever. Uh, well, I think what what this film and what Rogue One did very well is showing us that this is a war. It is Star and, Wars, yeah, <laughs> and you know, it's in, not Star Peace, yeah. In in Force Awakens and the classic trilogy, uh, kind of it's 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 like remember, I think it was season one or season two, The Simpsons. Where everyone gangs up against Nelson, like water balloons him, whatnot. And in the ending, you know, Bard has a little PSA moment. He's like, wars are bad, except for the Star Wars trilogy. (laughs) So they kind of needed to remind us that this is a war. Well, I think the movie itself is illustrating that, but I I don't know. that. Anyway, that, that bugged me a little bit. And okay, so Captain Phasma's back. Kinda. Number Wait, one, she's gone again. Yeah, like maybe once, the most wasted character in Star Wars history. More so than Boba Fett. Yeah, I'd say more so than Boba Fett. Yeah. What's the point? She show she 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 she. We thought she was dead. She's not. She shows up again. Now she dead. Yeah. Well. Coin toss. Come on, thing. man. I let me put it this way. I believe she's mostly dead. Okay. There's a difference between being mostly dead and all dead. No, I think in all likelihood, yes, she is dead. That's the end of the character. Okay. Do I think there's a, there's absolutely no chance whatsoever. She could make a return in episode nine. (sighs) I just don't see the point of bringing her back at all. Like I don't either, but well, I mean, thematic. Okay. Put it this way. If you're going to bring her back, give her something to do. Yeah thematically and again this is where you know this movie's got you gotta let go yeah thematically it makes sense that finn would have to confront her but to that i would say well then maybe jj you shouldn't have unceremoniously 
dumped her off or killed her or implied she was dead in the first movie. Yeah. But, and that's another thing. Let's just, I mean, this is a plot problem and I don't want to dwell on plot because I want to get into like meaning and, 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 you know, meta. Um, I never fully understood the New Republic, the Resistance, and the First Order, and their scope in this new setup, in these new movies, okay? Because in the first movie, it read like the the New Republic is the new, we're good, peace. The First Order, they're snipping around, they're these new upstart guys, they want to bring back war. The Resistance fights them, but they're not really anything to worry about. Well, I mean, they are, but they're not they're not the Empire. Yeah. Okay? In the first, in, in, in The Last Jedi, which takes place, by the way, like, the next day, or the same day after the end of The Force Awakens, yeah. they seem to have grown in scope and power quickly. Now, granted, they destroyed the New Republic's homeworld entirely. So yep. there is a power vacuum, and they but but man, they must work quick because now everyone's scared to death of them. They're beating the crap out of the resistance to the point where, and the galaxy apparently is is so afraid of these fiery upstart New Order guys that when Leia sends out the call for help, no one responds. Yeah. Here's, I don't get the scope. Here's my understanding based on what they're saying is canon. All right, um, after. Jedi, the rebellion essentially becomes the New Republic, mm-hmm. establishes the New Republic. There's some skirmishes here and there. Um, there's, from what I understand, there's a civil war on Coruscant, um, but they establish the New Republic. What's left of the Empire, they make peace with a good chunk of it. Like, think of it as, like, the, the German army from World War Two. Yeah. You've got your those who are, like, conscripted in the service and who aren't, like, quote-unquote true believers. Okay. And then you got your SS. Okay. So, the remnants of the, the empire that they were able to make peace with and bring into the New Republic were kind of the, you know, not the true believers. Sure, sure, sure. The true believers were not retreated deep into the Outer Rim to build up the First Order. Okay. At one point, they're about to make Leia the the Chancellor of the New Republic. Okay. But then the First Order finds out that Leia and Luke are Vader's children. And they put it, they like release that to general public knowledge. And from what I understand, that destroys Leia's political career. And then she starts to investigate what the First Order is. And from that, the resistance builds. So it's kind of like... Well, I, okay, you know yeah, what? Yeah, it's Just, not... It's, let, me, let me stop you right there. <laughs> there's, there's That's a, fine. There's a fine. story there, fine. and I guess in, in Force fine. Awakens, when Let's, the planets are destroyed, like you said, power vacuum. Power vacuum. And you the First what? Order, despite losing Starkiller Base... Still has power enough to quickly move into that. Okay. But I get what you I get your, your points there. I'm sorry I asked. <laughs> Why? There's nothing wrong with that stuff. Uh, it's it's all that ancillary plot stuff and that this which this movie is telling me not to worry about, which I've always advocated. The movies are the movies and that's what I care about. Everything else 
fine. You know, whatever. Have it if you want it, but I don't care. Show me, show me on the screen. So the, the screen didn't show me the, sca- this, this, the scope and the stakes necessarily very well, but that's okay. I get it now. The opening crawl does kind of say the First Order in the, in the wake of the death of the Republic, they're yeah. swooping in hard. Okay. All right. Fine. How do we get there? Uh, <laughs> so you asked a question. I answered it. You didn't like the answer. So now we're back here. I don't know. But, but where were we? <laughs> when will then be when now? When will then yeah. be now? Um, you want to just get to the big two about Ray and Luke? Sure. Just kind of okay. go, go into the end run. So everyone seems to hate Luke Skywalker here for some reason. I well, hang on. Hang on. Let me, let me, let me back up. This is not the Luke Skywalker we all wanted. No, but I am 100% fine with Luke Skywalker we got. I'm nine... I've been, I've been really... I've really been mulling my brain over this, okay? The idea of Luke closing himself off from the Force and becoming a hermit and avoiding the conflict and all that rings really false. This is the hero of the rebellion. This is the guy who threw himself into action countless times to fight the empire. Now he is nowhere to be found. You better have a really good reason for that. I would argue that they do so, okay, fine. He fails to train Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren turns on him, destroys the temple. Luke's a failure as a teacher. He decides, I'm out. I can't do any more. Okay. It's, it's not the angle I would have gone with, but I'll accept it for the movie. Here's the big sin that I cannot get past. Luke decides... That Snoke has turned Ben Solo in in the training and all that. That Ben Solo has been tempted by the dark side. Luke Skywalker, hero of the rebellion. The Jedi who told his two masters, Obi-Wan and Yoda, that there is good in his father and he will save him. He won't kill him. Luke Skywalker who goes onto the Death Star, throws his lightsaber away, and says, I'll never turn, there's still good in you, and succeeds in turning his father through compassion. That Luke Skywalker sees darkness in his nephew, his sister's child, and is going to kill him. He says in the movie it was a momentary lapse and he immediately felt shame. Fine. But I cannot get behind that choice. Everything else in the movie, fine. I, I'll go with him being, uh, everything else is fine. But that detail of it, I cannot get behind. I just can't. If you wanted to tell me that he sensed it, but didn't want to face it, or he tried to turn him back, and Ben Solo flipped out and tore the temple down and destroyed it and, and all that, everything the same. Everything the same. But without that detail, I would buy it. I would get it. I would buy it, and I'm fine with it. But him 
having that moment where he again this this character was going to kill his family over the dark side he couldn't turn them back come on man you were luke scott that's what you did that's your big move Ugh, that's killing me and that's killing me because i hate the choice but i love every second luke skywalker's on the screen in this movie i think like everything you're talking about is and luke addresses this in the film you're talking about the legend of luke skywalker i'm talking about what i saw and that's part of the legend but beyond that legend you know feet of clay i yeah yeah, there's we he there's still a man underneath the legend i know grows a man who is who makes mistakes i know you can't like no i know to say to say like to say when you're 20 years old you're never gonna have a drink ever and you like a couple years later you decide that you want to have a drink i'm just saying like definitives when you're that young aren't always definitives and he it it's like he said there there was the the darkness that he sensed in kylo was greater than what he sensed in vader which like maybe possibly there's a little bit of you know galactic ptsd there that he doesn't want to go through having to fight vader all over again and that's what possibly creates a moment of weakness. I feel Don't you. get me wrong. I feel you. When they showed this in the film, I was shaken by it too. Yeah. But I understand that, you know, just as he discussed, you know, he said, like, I became a legend. And he's he's a man. Beyond anything else, he's just a man. He's a, he's not perfect, and he makes mistakes. Yeah, um, I feel and you. So, and sometimes, I feel like, you. I, I know. And a failure on that level, like, we're not talking about a student we're talking his about like his sister's kid and his best friend's yeah kid i i feel you and i and I, know, I, under, I, know. I understand why like we need our legends now more than ever well in, in the world we live in today this we do mov- this movie has a lot of thought to say about that kind of yeah we'll get to that but, we'll get to that yeah but luke I, I liked everything that Luke was in. I liked that they. I liked that Luke had said what I've been thinking about the Force for the past couple of years, and that it's not inherently good and it's not inherently evil. It just it is. is a natural resource. It is a part of nature. Yeah, and what you decide to do with it is what kind of sets you apart. And I love that he pointed out the legend we've built up the Jedi as. Yeah. Is bogus. And, and he's like... They failed. At the height of their power, they got punked by one Sith. Yeah. It only took one Sith to wipe out the entire Jedi Order. Hubris. I love that. Me too, actually. I loved it because yeah. I've said... One of the things I always really liked about episode three was that it wasn't just Palpatine tempting Anakin. It was the Jedi compromising their beliefs, compromising the values that they said they uphold. You know, if 
if Mace decides to take Palpatine in and not decides to kill him right then and there, maybe we're talking about a different story. But I, I like the Luke was just like, it took one guy to wipe out the entire Jedi Order, and this is what you're basing everything you've heard on. It's just legends, and this is, here's the truth. And just how he describes the Force. Like, it totally gets rid of anything the prequels tried to say. About yeah, oh, definitively. I, yeah. Some people seem to have a hard time with the way it... Uh, People are having a hard time with, with the way the Force is treated in this movie for some reason. And they're also having a hard time with Ray's parentage. Again, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of, uh, 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 smacking down of fanboys in this movie. And, I, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Totally, actually. I had, and this is, this is one reason why I like this movie a lot is that it's very aware of the pressure being put on it. And it's very aware of its fan base. And it's also very aware that fan base is one of the most, like, insufferable of fan bases and it's kind of telling them to chill out a little bit um i was very interested in your reaction to the well, reveal if it holds up to be true of ray's parents it's absolutely true it's because, absolutely true yeah because you've always said not everything needs to be connected i, lo- I was i was I'm, hoping like i'm so happy about that yeah and the whole force thing. Everyone's kind of like, she has to be a Kenobi. She has to be Skywalker's no. daughter. And I thought that too for a while. Like, she's got to be Luke's daughter, right? But you know what? That's folly. That's fo- it was. It was folly yeah. to think that. Number one. Number two. Some people are upset about the way that they handle the force. I'm not. In the first movie, in Star Wars, now, New Hope, want to call it whatever. Yeah. But the way Obi Wan explains it, he doesn't make it sound like some mystical bloodline thing. It's yeah. just a mystical force. And it's mm-hmm. it's it's between all living things. He says it between yeah. all living things surrounds us, and it binds. It's it's just there. It just yeah. is. There's none of this, and that's one of the things about the prequels. It drove me nuts. All this codified business, and it it just took all it, and the M word. I'm not going to say it, but you know the one I mean. Metaclorious. Stop. Stop that. <laughs> Swear at me like that. <laughs> all that. Throw. I'm I'm so glad that this movie brought it back. It's, it it just is. It's and it's cyclical. And, it's and life I, and death. Ironica, and are you saying it's, it's like poetry or rhyme? Yes, I am actually. <laughs> no, ironically <laughs> enough, this movie Good. uses what the prequels did as far as like the science of it and the medichlorides and everything to almost justify what the prequels did. Because Whoa. that is part of the hubris oh, right, right, of right. the Jedi. Yeah, it's kind of thinking they fully understand once and again, can codify the Force. Once again, it's Ryan Johnson kind of looking at the mythology, going like, "Let me fix this. Nah. Tighten the screw here, George, here. George, George, this, buddy." It ironically enough, this film makes the prequels work a little bit. Better. Oh no, I think I still think they're trash, and I like that. I like that this movie kind of defends them being trash, like. Yeah, no. no. See, I don't think it defends them being trash. I think it points out the story they were trying to tell. I think ultimately the story of the prequels is good. It's just the execution is god awful. Fair um, enough. I think I, I kind of think that this is Ryan Johnson saying like those movies tried to tell you something and it was stupid and it failed. Like, yeah, yep. see, I, I, I don't think he has that kind of vitriol in him. Vitriol, um, no, but it, there's a lot of pointed. But we takedowns get, in this film. We get a new perspective on the force that's very welcome the the training scene between luke and ray the one we've seen in the trailers leading up to it you know 
He says, reach out. She literally reaches out, and he just kind of- Rolls a, his has eyes. A, has a moment where he messes with her, and I, I think that's great. But no, Luke just- You saw someone who was who was beaten down by their own legend and own decisions and decided that it would be best for everyone if he was gone. And ultimately, whether or not that decision was correct, I don't think we'd ever really know, but- um. He, just the way he's portrayed in this is is he's excellent. Fantastic. Mark Hamill is excellent so, in this movie. This is like the performance of a lifetime for yeah. him. <laughs> so let's talk about Ray. Okay, Ray again, fantastic. Daisy Ridley's great in this movie. Yeah. Actually, Adam Driver and Daisy Ridley are both excellent. In this yes, movie. yes. I, I know everyone seems everyone hated on Kylo Ren. They still think he's whiny. I think Adam Driver is excellent as yeah. this character he, like he, he portrays him with so much tension and co- you can feel it coming out of him yeah it's, it's great he's great and he's great with her yeah and the like i'm so glad he didn't turn good yeah yeah me too yeah because yeah. if you do that well i told you you killed han uh, dude there's no coming yeah, back there's, there's yeah there's no coming back from that um couldn't kill mom but he yeah. killed Han. I mean, there's still, you know, it's like it's like with Skywalker lineage. For every, there's always that one particle per million in you that's still, yeah, what you came from. But the decision to when you get that moment when you killed Snoke and the friggin' awesome fight with with the Praetorian Guard. Oh God, those those were a new addition that I loved. And were but we always thought those red guys in the throne room in Jedi were cool looking. Yeah, but we never got to see them do anything. Yeah, now these get, red guys do oh, stuff. Oh yeah, that was <laughs> probably one of the best um, lightsaber battles we've seen in a long. Well, time. Well, technically not a lightsaber battle. Eh, kind of was and wasn't. Did you know that in this movie, not once does lightsaber make contact with lightsaber. Yeah. Not once. Yeah, because in the Luke Kylo scene, they don't. Nope. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I'm sorry. I take that back. Once. When Luke, when Kylo wakes up in the dream, in the flashback. Oh, yeah. And defends himself yeah. from Luke's life. That's okay. it. But that's it. That's yeah. the only part. Um. So that seems fantastic. And then we, the audience, everyone, myself included, thinks that, okay, Ben has turned and now he's going to go join the resistance. Nope. Nope. His choice is made. Yeah. He's he's the hero of his own story. He doesn't perceive himself as being evil. He even says, like, Jedi, Sith, just let it all go. These are old concepts that we need to move past. And we can, you know, you and I can kind of... Rebuild the galaxy to get... Exactly. Sound familiar? Yeah, a little bit. He's little bit. still got the Vader worship in him. Yep. Maybe um, not the Sith worship, but he still yeah. is his grandfather's grandson. Yeah. Um, you see, I mean, you probably don't because you hate them, but you see a lot of Anakin in him. Not so much Vader, but Anakin in him in those scenes. Yippee! Um, no, not that Anakin. That's fine. Um, so yeah, but Ray is, her character goes through a lot of growth in this film. Um, I'm totally excellent with her, her parentage, if it holds up. 
Totally fine with it. If it doesn't hold up, I'll say that's. I'm gonna throw a flag and say that's ridiculous because the whole point of this movie yeah. is her self actualization. Yeah. All this mystery about her. Where's my place in this? Where validate yeah. me somehow? Find your own place. In this. She does. Yeah, and it's doesn't matter you know, who your parents were. Yeah, there, you are you. This, you matter because yeah. you matter. That's a good message. This this film is, I would say, more for lack of a better term, passing the torch than Force Awakens was. Oh, yeah. Um, because this film is telling us that this universe does not revolve around the Skywalker family. Not Yeah, not and, but, and, it, and it doesn't, and, and more specifically, not specifically, more abstractly, its message is basically don't define yourself by other people. Yeah. So you've Kylo Ren tells her you you, you want a, a place you want a father figure for first Han Solo then Luke you know like forget forget about them yeah and him all this Vader worship and he's gonna be the Lord of the Sith or whatever he's gonna be and he's just you know what no screw that I'm I'm, I'm me gonna now. get mine I'm gonna get mine I'm gonna yeah. kill the rest if I have to that the the whole one of the big messages of the movie is just define your own destiny. Yeah. Don't attach yourself to something else and define yourself that way. Mm-hmm. Be be you and be the best you can be. And I think it all that is summed up in the breaking of the lightsaber. Yeah, I guess. The breaking of the Skywalker lightsaber. It's this this thing that has been you know, wasn't in Jedi for obvious reasons right and i right, still right. would like to know the story of how they they got it again come on maz tell us that story wouldn't we all um but just seeing that iconic symbol of the films broken broken in two speaks so much it, yeah kind of in the movie of Decon- yeah. in, in a movie that deconstructs star wars it literally deconstructs yeah. star wars so they're great. They have those scenes together where they can talk to each other. And like they're not even in the same room, but it's intense as hell. Yeah. Great performances once again. Um how do we where 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 do we keep wanting want where do we want to go here? You know what? You know who who we've we've kind of left out that we should we should touch on Chewy. Before we get to <laughs> Chewy. <laughs> Chewy is is great. A uh, little underused. Yeah, I could always use more like, Chewy. Like when he busted into Luke's yeah, he just yells at him. I think that that was a little bit of a missed opportunity. I would have liked to see him bust into Luke's, grab Luke, and throw him up against the wall and be like, my best friend is dead Yeah, and died to find you. Yeah. Get your butt on the ship now. Without getting, because he's not the, like Chewbacca is not a, a a main in any of the movies actually well no no not so much in jedi i think he he gets treated with a certain degree of uh personhood chewie doesn't really get a lot of personhood does he no like he's a he's a sentient yeah being yeah but because he's you know the fairy the big furry guy they don't yep. treat him that way like the movies don't present him that way but I, that bug. It's, I, I it, thought about that. Like it's all. It's almost like the movie didn't know what to do with them because Han wasn't there. That well, that's problematic moving forward, is it not? But yeah, and like we we see though that 
there's the developing bond between him and Ray. Sure, no, that's good. And I'm hoping that's something that continues on. But you're right, though, about him. He sh- like, as a character, he should have that autonomy to, to have that reaction. Like, Luke, dude, Han's dead. We're yeah. boys. Where were you? Where are you? Let's yeah. go. But he doesn't because he's not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, the, the do you scene... want to talk about the Porgs for a minute? Yeah. <laughs> I had absolutely no problem with the Porgs okay. because they simply, because like all the, all the talk leading up to the movie, oh, they're, they're attuned to the force. They're going to help Chewbacca with, oh, I with the loss. I didn't deal with the fact that. that, you know what? They're pigeons. Yeah. They're Star Wars pigeons. They they provided some levity. The scene where Chewie's about to eat one, and they're all just looking at him. <laughs> that was a bridge too far for me. But that was, I was fine with that. That was that's within what Star Wars has done in the past. Fair enough. I didn't mind them the first time. The second time, actually, they kind of irked me a little bit. But I was, whatever. Like they were, they did. The film didn't try to make them Ewoks. They didn't try to say you know, no. They were just look, there. They're the indigenous wildlife. Sure, sure. It's something we can sell a cute toy of. We got to pay for these movies somehow. I'm I'm on Team Crystal Fox, by the way. Crystal but, Foxes were awesome. Um, they were great. Even though I would say they they were they existed solely for the purpose of showing a back door. Hey, whereas look. the Porgs were just there. We got to be, but yeah, but no, the crystal Fox is like, I was trying really hard to see the scenes where it was like an animatronic animatronic and CGI. I couldn't differentiate anything. So kudos to the, the visual effects people. Um, can we talk about our scene? I cried at Yoda. No, no. Oh, what'd you think about Yoda? I was totally okay with it. Not only was I, totally okay with it but the moment i realized it's a puppet yeah and it's frank oz doing it yeah i'm good i'm good i love the fact that like first off yoda burnt down the tree when luke was all like i'm gonna burn down the tree and then in the second he's just like i can't do it and yoda's like boop since when can the force ghosts call down physical manifestation of this we can't we can't look at this film and say in the past and everything this film is trying to do and yep. say, yeah, yeah. this hasn't happened before. Ergo, it cannot happen now. No, you're right. You're right. So what I loved about it is that like Yoda, first off, still calls him young Skywalker. Yeah. yeah. Still treats him like a student. Yeah. Stills bopping him with the cane. All that <laughs> stuff is great. He explains Luke that like those books are not what is important to you right now. You're beyond those books. Mm-hmm. Which is funny because like people were, I guess, are up in arms about Ray having the books at, she does. at the end of the film. Yoda's Ray, a master troll, man. You hear what he says to Luke? Ray is not at the point where she's beyond those books. No. Ray actually needs those books now. But she has now. And Yoda yeah. even says to Luke, that girl already has everything, everything she, needs. she needs from yeah. that library. So it's just it's he knew it's such a it's, master uh, troll Yoda. Yeah, again, it's another scene <laughs> I, I teared up at. Yeah, anytime um, I get, especially when he says, you know, we learn from failure, yada yada. Then he says, you know, we are that which they grow beyond. Yeah, and that hit me uh, actually kind of hard. I'm like, oh god, he's talking about getting old. <laughs> and yeah. then I realize, like, 
Oh, God, I'm getting old. Oh, shut up. I literally <laughs> turned 40 the day he said that to me, so shut up. That hurt me a bit, actually. Um, No, that's that scene was fantastic. I, I teared up at that scene. Um, The Luke R2 reunion. Oh, dude, that got me, too. That oh man! When the he whole thing starts with the, them, the whole yeah, the whole saga it's, it's starts, what it with starts with them. When he turned on the 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 layer projection, oh my god! Yeah, just thinking about like everything that led to God, I'm tearing up thinking about. It I know, man. I, like, I, I feel you. I totally feel you. And even says that's, that's a dirty trick. It's, that's a dirty trick. But damn it, just, it's a good one. And just like the way. Obviously, Luke we have in this movie is like is gruff and old and weathered, but the way he interacts with R two, they're old friends. He sounded like Luke from like Star Wars and Empire, and his voice just, changes almost. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's just it's magical. It, it it's really, a moment seeing that projection again. Just yeah, knowing. It's it's reinforced so much by knowing that we don't have Carrie anymore, and yeah, yeah, that that definitely lends to it. Yeah, but just in terms of the saga and the movies and and what that moment meant, like that's one thing I'll say about this movie because it does have its pacing problems and stuff, but it's got so many moments that it, and when it lands them, they land. Yeah, so I I can't take that away from it. Um, pl- plot and pacing aside, like those moments land, and that one yeah. lands. And we've got we've got a couple more moments to get to. So let's oh, get to don't we though? Let's get to the the battle on Krite. Yeah, the I, I'm just going to get out the one thing that drove me nuts about from this point to the end of the movie. The one thing that just I would totally took me out of the scene. Salt. Oh, the guy who had to point out. Yes. That was, yeah. You know why he did it? He, because that way we who know cares? it's not. Here's why. Because they know the Ryan Johnson. That scene was like ten seconds longer than it needed to be. Because, well, there's a lot of parts in this movie that are ten seconds longer than they needed to be. But hang on, they did that because if you look just to look at it, hey, we're on Hoth. Hey, the ground is white and there's walkers coming and there's a big door they have to get through. Hey, we're on Hoth. No, 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 no. It's salt. Salt. That's what that. I'm serious. That's what that was. That was like no, no. It's different. See. <laughs> I think that like <laughs> once the speeder started tearing through it and started throwing up the red stuff. Shouldn't it? Well, if, if it's soft, they should all have goggles on because that's going to burn. Probably. Yeah. Anyway. But this this battle. Oh, man. this I love the fact that. Well, which battle are we talking about? The the speeder battle? Yeah, or? like the initial start of the battle. Okay. They're in these rickety speeders and we're yeah, doing the it's thing. It's like and- this is what we got to throw at them. And I love the fact that these speeders essentially did nothing. No. Like, they just blew up good. But then... They maybe took out a TIE fighter or two, but that was it. But it's like, this is what... This is all we have left to throw at these things. And we're throwing it. Yeah, we're throwing it. And I think, like, the visual of the planet was awesome. Oh, it was very it cool. Was fantastic. Very, the, very the, cool. The contrast of the red and the white and how they use the red... Um, the speeders, I thought, like, for as inept and rickety as they are, are still, like, a cool little visual. Yeah. Um, and then the hero shot when the Falcon shows up again. Oh! Everyone, I mean, dude, it's, 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 we've seen the Falcon a million times, and every time it does a big moment like that, it's like, yes! It's like, yeah! Calvary's here. Yep. Raising the, the 
Gunner Pod, and yeah. it's like, oh, I like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> it's like, they hate that ship. That was great. So they all chased the, I love the walkers. Walkers are walkers. They're, they're, I always, it's still like my favorite Christmas toy, that ad ad. I saw these walkers, I'm like, man, those are, those are beastie looking. It's like they, they make sense as the next evolutionary step of the military design of the ad ad. Sure. Bigger, more armored, more armed. Yeah. And just like, it was great. It was just a great battle scene. And obviously we discussed like what happened with Finn and like the, the death, we the miniaturized death star cannon. Well, things are not looking good. No. And when they don't look good and they're in the, we're, we're, we're trapped in this cave. What are we going to do? Luke shows up. Yes. Comes in the back door. Yep. That we didn't know we had. Nope. We get that moment with Carrie Fisher, which is tremendous. Hands of the dice. And she tells him even that she knows that Ben Solo is gone. Yeah. And he says, I'm going to face him and I can't save him. Yeah. I can't turn him. But then he also says, no one's ever really gone. And that's when he hands her the dice. Yeah. The dice from the Falcon. Yep. And just. I wish we could have seen the three of them together, but that's okay. Yeah. I, I get. I mean, ultimately, it's in service of the story, which is the most important thing. I think if you, when you look at everything that happened in Force Awakens and you look at everything that happened in this film, to kind of get the three of them together ultimately just would have been fan service. Sure. For the sake of fan service, it wouldn't have serviced the story. And I've made that complaint before, but you're right, and I kind of take it back now. Um Luke here looks a little different. Yeah. Looks like he got a little just for men before he left. The- I, you know what? I figure he just, I never saw it coming. Well, let's, like even let's, when he ignited his lightsaber, let's, well, he walks out and that shot of him going through the doors and staring down the first order is yeah. epic as hell. Yes. It's just him staring down all the ad ads. He's just standing there. It's, Visually, yeah, that's powerful. Like, because we know who this guy is. Yeah, right. What did you expect me to do? Yep, show up and take on the whole first order with my laser sword. <laughs> oh, all right, I'll do it. And here we are. Yeah. So, Kylo, you know, marking, all, marking out in a way. <laughs> all weapons fire on that man. Yeah. And when they shot him, I'm not going to lie, dude, I thought, because given the, like, at this point in the movie, it's already tipped everything I thought that was going to happen on his head. And we were coming out of The Force Awakens, which, dad, you know, we offed Han. Yep. I thought, that's it. That, that's how they're going to off Luke. Like, he showed up, and it's over. Yeah. (laughs) No. There, there was a moment there when I heard the kid from The Simpsons, stop, stop, he's already dead. And there's Luke, don't forget to look at my medical note bracelet. Well, nope. the little brush of the shoulder. Can I tell you, when when that moment happened in theater, like, everyone in theater was going, oh, man, no way. Myself, I didn't care. I went, yeah! I like I <laughs> called out. I was like fist pumping and yelling. I was like, "Yes!" Did you wonder how he did it? Because I didn't. I still didn't. 
I didn't know. I, did, I didn't wonder how I was like, he the force. Sure. Field <laughs> or something. And then in the back of your mind, <laughs> Han, that's not how the force works. But no, it's just like, I figured this was simply Vader deflecting the laser blast right. to the nth degree. I thought Luke is this, he is this powerful that that you can't even you can't even shoot him anymore. Yeah, this is him to his you know his, his super meter is 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 maxed out. He's over nine thousand. Yes, so to speak. So Kylo comes down and it's here we are. It's yeah. confrontation time. And Kylo ignites his lightsaber and tells Luke, I'm going to kill. The war is over. Yeah. I'm going to kill all your friends. You're the last Jedi, and I'm going to kill you. And Luke says, no. Everything you said is wrong. Right. The war is just beginning. If you kill me, I'll never leave you. Yeah. And I'm not the last Jedi. shades of strike me down and i shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine which also now that i think about it goes to answer your question about yoda yeah can you call down the force lightning yeah yeah and we see luke dodge some some strikes yeah and very like Chinese kung fu film way, which was awesome. Luke is very uh, versatile. Um, now this is when I noticed something. The second time, I didn't notice it the first time. Yeah, when Kylo Ren is doing his moving around on the salt planet and sliding. Yeah, he's leaving footprints in the salt. Ooh, Luke's not. Oh, nice. I gotta go see this movie again. Yeah, I really want to. So finally, Kylo's infuriated. He's had enough. Luke's gotten to him. And if you if you mess with me and you strike me down, I will ha- basically tell him I'm going to haunt you. Yeah. Just like your father. Oh, he twisted the dagger. Dude. Yep. Twisted the dagger in him. The, all this stuff, all my complaints about the movie, this confrontation and all the things that Luke drops on him right here and the 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 the, the power on display, I I'm not going to deny. This is like I was this this is big stuff. I'm yeah. freaking out at this point. Then he runs Luke through with the lightsaber. But nope. Luke's not there. It's not yeah. Luke. It is Luke, but it's not Luke. It's a force projection of Luke. And how? Yep. And this is when Poe Dameron realizes he's buying us time. We got to get out of here. Yeah. Cut to Ray landing the Falcon because they have the beacon yep. with her they and find, Leia. They find uh, and <laughs> follow the fox. What is the force? Lifting rocks. <laughs> she has to lift rocks to save yep. them. Fine. Okay. Yep. We know now Luke is not there. He is force projecting himself to buy time to save them, to save the resistance, to save the rebellion. He has projected himself across the galaxy. Yeah. And fooled everybody. Yep. He. We all swore he was there. Even 3PO saw him. Yeah. Master Luke. And he winks at him. Oh. Three PO gets no respect, does he? Yeah, three PO and Chewie are kind of in there. Don't quite know what to do with them. That's okay. Uh, Although when he was telling Poe the odds, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Shut up. to one. Yeah, that was cute. Um, 
they get away. Yep. And as they're getting away, with Poe or not Poe, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Kylo Ren and and Ray again have that that connection. Yeah. And this is like, I had to explain this to someone. Like, you know, if they have that connection, then like, you know, they still, she still might, you know, turn or he still might. And I say, and I had to tell him today, like, nah, man, did you miss the part that he's seeing her? She's seeing him. She gets the button and closes the door on the Falcon. She's decided, no, you're, yeah. you are too far gone. I'm choosing my own path. I'm choosing hope and the yeah. resistance, and you are evil as hell. See ya. And Luke even says to him, see you around, kid. And that, the way he said that, shades of Han Solo. Yep. And then, the part of the movie where I lost my shit. Yeah. Family show, I don't care. I dropped it. I don't care. All right. Luke, on the planet he was on, never left. Gets up, gets in his pose, his little yoga pose. Yeah. He's 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 saved the day, but at what cost? Yeah, because it's established early on when Ray when, and Ray uh, Ben and, are and talking. Ben are first talking. He's like, you're not doing this. It will kill you yeah. if you did this. Twin sons, man. So Luke uses the last ounce of his life's force yep. to make one more stop. That's to visit Tatooine. Oh, I never thought of it that way. I just thought he was just seeing it that way. Either way. Yeah. And then. That's good. And then he. And the music, by the way. The classic theme. Luke's theme from that scene in Star Wars. Yep. I, I was rolling. I I was was rolling tears, man. That's Luke Scott. That's Luke Skywalker. That's. I wanted to be Luke Skywalker. And and he went as much as we did not want to see him go. As much as we love him and he's kind of been a character that has kind of He was the audience surrogate in the originals, he, man. He was us. He want, we yeah, wanted to be him. He he lit he lit the darkness and I know a lot of points in my life when things seem bad, you know, I had him turn to. Yeah. But uh but yeah, that was that was rough. But well, just but the way they did it. Oh, it's beautiful. Perfect. Yep, pitch perfect. perfect. I loved it. Like, he went he out on his own and he didn't it wasn't like a, a battle or something. There was like there was a harshness when Han died. Oh yeah. Because like even though you saw it coming and like you know, we know that we don't have Carrie in real life, so we know that that's kind of you know. We'll see what happens yeah. there. Yeah. Um. But the way they did it was just was just so perfect. And Luke's gone. Yeah. I mean, he'll be back as a Force Ghost. Almost certainly, they, they got it. they got. It. Yeah. But he is gone. Luke Skywalker is gone, but yeah. not really. Yeah. Not really. No one's ever really gone. No one's ever really gone. And he even says in the movie, I, the legend, the legend, right? Yeah. The legend. So the resistance is down to like 20 people. Yep. And Leia tells Ray, we have everything we need. How are we going to rebuild? We have everything. She says, we have everything we need. Yeah. And then we get that callback shot 
to the planet, the uh, uh, Cantobite, yeah. the slave kids. And these kids are telling the story of Luke Skywalker facing down the First Order on the salt planet. Yep. We are through the looking glass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So Luke has become bigger than he could have ever been as a living figure. Yeah. That's a powerful message. Yep. That's pretty heavy. Luke has become in the fictional story what he became in real life. Yes. The, again, the meta here is yeah. huge. And then we get a glimpse. Well, what has the message been in this movie the whole time? Forces everywhere. Yeah. Force kid, or whatever they, broom kid, whatever they want to call him, the, the, whatever the internet calls him. Yeah. This little kid gets chased out by his, his master, if you want to call him that. Yep. And he pulls the broom to his hand and looks up at the sky and sees a shooting star, or it may have been the falcon, whatever. whatever it was the falcon. Okay. And the little subtle nod, that he's holding the broom, and he tilts it upward, that, that shot from behind, yeah. yep. and he just tilts it up so it kind of looks like a lightsaber, and yep. cut. That's yep. heavy stuff. Heavy, heavy yeah. stuff. And and if I can, if I may, I don't want. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and poke because I want to poke. <laughs> Great message that delivered in this movie. Yeah, and the fans can't help but miss the point entirely and go, "Well, who is he? He's got to be in the next one." You're missing the point. Yeah, I think entirely. That's, yeah, I think that's the the byproduct of the time we live in like i mentioned before with with social media because we when we were kids we asked those questions we just didn't have an outlet to ask those questions too Fair and we enough. didn't have an outlet that magnified those questions that, that's so, fine i'm just saying yeah. you're missing the point of no, the I, movie. no i agree with you I it doesn't matter who he is a lot, a lot of it's it's like i said to you earlier um we wanted something different Yes. And sometimes different can be very jarring, and you don't know how to react to it at first. That's why my first viewing was, I left the theater like, I don't know what to make of this. Yeah. Second time, I'm okay with this. Can I ask you this? Uh, Both times I saw it, and I feel the same way now. This is the middle chapter of this trilogy. Didn't it feel like an ending to you? Like, I, it felt like this is the end. It didn't feel like the ending of the story as it as much as it felt like an ending for our mythos. I get- and now a new mythos is like free and clear to begin. I'm hoping that the the next one starts with a serious time jump. It has. It almost has to. There is no. And there like, is no just, rebellion. Just open, open the movie with Leia's funeral. Yeah, like yeah, do you, that. Got to address it. Do that proper, <clears throat> and then, like you know, ten years or something down the road is what I'm because like I think right now because the resistance is so broken and dismantled, 
I struggle to think of a believable story for them defeating the First Order. In their, uh, current, in their current in their current state. Oh, yeah. You no, know, there has to be some so kind of time jump. Jump jump me ahead 10 years. Show me a rebuilt, renewed Rebel Alliance, Resistance, what have you. Yeah. Um, but here's... Okay, so... Show me Jedi Master Ray. Show me General Dameron. We're... I mean, yeah. And I think you almost have to get all that. But here's the... Show me their kid. Here's the... Yeah, hey, hey, hey. Slow down. They, they, Come on, they you, just met. There was a little spark of excitement when they met for the first time. There really. was, and you know what though? I'm, like, like I and I didn't realize. I was like, they, "That's right. They never did meet in the last movie." But that kind of bugs me because, like, come on, man, Finn. Finn he loves Finn's you. Finn's got Rose. Yeah, that didn't buy that. By the way, that she, yeah, they knew each other for like five hours. The 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 one thing, the one constant critique of that I've heard and that I agree with is that the relationship like we're all fine with the relationship it just didn't feel earned no but also come on man finn and finn and ray are like a the finn and ray yeah, finn's got rose i'm i'm good with with what do we call it pay i i I, I, I feel for finn here because he the first his first word is ray yeah he 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 loves ray and they they have great chemistry as well. This whole cast has great chemistry, by the yeah. way. Anyway, okay, that's fine. Um, I don't without dwelling on what's going to come next. Here's here's the thing. Ryan Johnson had a vision, and he got a writing credit on this as well, written and directed by Ryan Johnson. Yeah, no committee, no yep. whatever, right? And for the first time in maybe ever. This is a Star Wars movie that says a lot of things. It doesn't just tell a story. It, like, yep. it has it has messages. Mm-hmm. It, it's got meta narrative going on. It's it's there's a lot here, right? Now, after after clearing the slate, if you will, and telling a pretty artful story, yeah. We're handing the reins back to J.J. Abrams, who made a great movie in The Force Awakens, yeah. but he made a comfort food movie and full of mystery boxes that that Ryan Johnson just completely ignored and said, this isn't what Star Wars is about. This is what Star Wars is about. Or this yeah. is what I think Star Wars is about. We now, so, now what are we going to do? Is, um, what, like, where does he leave... I almost want him to come back so we can finish this out. No, I because I don't know what yeah, JJ's intent is going to be to finish this out. How, like, how do their how how are they going to reconcile their visions without undermining what this movie just did? I I don't know. I I think ultimately, um, I've said in the past, with few exceptions, the Marvel films, the Star Wars films, are films that do not reflect a directorial vision, but vision by committee. This one, it definitely kind of falls in with Guardians as to one that yeah, I think you can definitely make the argument does reflect a directorial singular vision. Yeah. And I think if if he got Kathleen Kennedy to go along with all this, then she will be able to get J.J. to kind of tow the company line. But what what is that? You know what? It's It's been redefined, and I think they have plenty of time to kind of decide on what they want to do i guess Um, i guess what i disney did the the marvel films the star wars films have never been reactive to fan outcry 
You know, if they were if they were uh, reactive to fan outcry, we would have found out who Snoke was. We would have found out who Ray's parents were. You know, we probably still would have had a good movie, but we wouldn't have had the movie that we got. Um, so it's you know what, it's two years away. I'm just going to enjoy this in the here and now, and hope that you know we get a good conclusion to this. I'm going to hope this, this falls in like with you know. Return of the Jedi, Dark Knight Rises, like third movies that come after a game-changing second film. It's a lot to live up to. I, and I think the, the thing I'm worried about, or the thing I'm most concerned about is like, where does this go from here? And what are you going to, like, what, what, I, what, I, what, I, what I meant about finality and like this, this felt like an ending. What more is there? Like, these characters don't have anything else to, to do. Like besides fight each other for the sake of fighting each other for closure of the, of the narrative, but their personal stories are are done. Like Ray has self actualized; she knows her place. She mission accomplished. Art closed. Finn, he has become reb, a rebel. He yeah. he's not running away anymore. His arc is closed. Poe Dameron, hot headed rebellious pilot, has learned you know leadership and 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 the cost of war are closed i i don't know what's left besides well we got to fight now i think and that's the pressure that's going to be on jj abrams to yeah. figure out how do you write a satisfying conclusion after we've we've really we've we've closed a lot of arcs i think that especially you and I coming from a comic background have the understanding that when an arc is closed, okay, that arc's closed. Let's begin a new arc. No, no, I get that for Ray for Ray. It's Kylo Ren is still out there. Yeah. There's, there's a, there's that unfinished business, um, for, for Finn and for a lot of ways for Poe, you know, Yes, they know who they are now. Now they have to go about rebuilding. Yeah, but that's and getting something to a point. Like they're still, you know, it's not fighting for fighting's sake. It's fighting to defeat evil, and that it, it, is no. I know, but honestly, like that's not personal, though. You know, that's just again, that's just that's the story. The story well, dictates they just, have to fight. We just had our personal story. Now we have to resolve some. Some this one was extremely interpersonal yeah oh yeah extremely now we have to get back to the business of restoring order to the galaxy i there's still i I guess i just has to be done there is but again to me that just feels like that's just plot mandated stuff and this movie really again it just it just had this i I, it, it ended and i felt like that's the end that's the end of it it's. I mean, it's, it's hard I to think, explain what I mean, but no, like just, I get what you mean. It really I get felt final. Mean. I mean, we. It's interesting because, like we mentioned, there were yes, there were shades of Empire in this, but there are also a lot of shades of Jedi. Yeah, like I was really worried when they were going up the elevator. I was like, "This is straight out of Jedi." And then he goes and, into the throne room. Yeah, I was like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, there's there's shades of Jedi in that Ray is realizes who she is but she's still not a jedi no she's, she's no, she still not. got a lot of training to do but again this all goes we want to 
She's got training, but see that time jump there. She's got training to do, but I think that implies that she's going to be a trained Jedi that we've been accustomed to. I don't think she is, and I think again, I don't think she is. There. I hope mess- she's not. That's the message. Yeah. The message of the movie that she's no, and the all that stuff is is forget about that stuff. She's she is who she is. Yeah, and she's going to be the Jedi. She's going to be however she's going to do it. I I would say for right now, just enjoy this for what it is for right now, and we'll. We'll see. They they haven't let us down yet. They've given us no reason to... It's really hard to explain my feelings on this movie because the first time I saw it, I was really let down. And the second time, I'm, I've am i done like a complete turnaround on it. Yeah. And it's mostly because... It, and, and that's with all the same uh, narrative quibbles and the same... The, the plot problems of the plot problems and yeah. the pacing problems of the pacing problems. And yet the messages and the meta narrative and the, the, the slapping down of, of fanboys and kind of learning to let go and uh, the bigger picture stuff like Ray's coming into her own as a character, that kind of stuff uh, worked for me in a big way the second time. And when I could, when I already, you know, you know, the plot, I knew expect for you, it, you there are no more expectations. You saw the movie. Yeah. You know what to expect now. So, so listen to it rather than put your expectations upon it. And if you listen to it, it has something to say. And I've really come around like, oh, that was good. And I did like that stuff. And these yeah. big moments really do land hard. And, and that's he, rare for you. I know. And I'm not saying that in a negative way. I'm just, you, when you form an opinion about something, I've, I've rarely known you to ever change your opinion. Like usually you have your opinion and you back it up. You, you rarely are just, this is what is because you back your opinion up with like things that you believe support that opinion. And I've never really known you to change that. So I was, I was delightfully surprised because I, the more and more, because we were thinking about the same way when we first saw it, and the more and more I've listened to commentary, and the more and more I've thought more about it, like my opinion has changed on it, and I was delightfully surprised to see you say it was much better the second time around. Well, getting into me, I have a degree in media study, and I'm really into metatextual stuff. <laughs> I like Graham. Graham Morrison's my favorite writer, for yeah. God's sake, Okay. Once I could get past the fact that this plot and story and these characters were not going to do the things that we all kind of thought they were going to do, and I got to examine the underpinnings of the movie, the layers beneath what you see, Yep. that's when I said, this is good. This is saying something. This isn't just, you know, pew-pew Laser swords, right? This this Star Wars movie is saying something, and it's it's got a lot going on. Then I said, "This is this is good, and it's going to age well." I think. Oh, I I think. Yeah, everyone's gonna they're gonna pile on the hatred now because it's not it's not living up to their expectations. People are gonna come around. I I do too. I it it's it well. They will if that next chapter backs it up. You know what I mean? We don't know. Like, uh, Empire kind of got crapped on too when it came out. 
because it was this weird middle thing where I was too the good guys. Well, I'm just you know with the benefit of hindsight, we think it's the best ever. Yeah, but that's because well, number one, it's a great movie on its own. But I could see why, as a sequel to Star Wars, in the immediate release, it's like, well, wait, the good guys didn't win, and and Vader's is fought. What you know, like that. Yeah. Qu- but but then the third movie comes out and says, okay, you you went with us here. Here's how we can. Here's how we tie it up. Now, does this middle chapter make sense? Yeah. Yes. The ending of Empire was not something that audiences were accustomed to seeing. Right. There, it just ends. Like, there's no... Yeah. At know, least from that type of film. Sure. I already feel like, just on viewing it twice, that this is a movie that's going to get better with yeah. more viewings. So, I, when it came out, when you, on your first song, you put a, a off-the-cuff ranking on Facebook. Yes. My, my, dead, my Deadspin-style yes. rankings. So... Is that ranking revised at all? Um, yes. Because I think I put this movie last. Yes. I got to change that. This is getting bumped up. I don't know where yet exactly, but it's better than Rogue One. And I don't know. I might like it more than The Force Awakens as well on second viewing the force i'm gonna go to bat for the force awakens again it's a great no, it's great it's I a love great it. movie it really and i don't it's the new hope yeah i know it's a new hope but it's still great yeah it had to do that right and it's got moments upon moments of this like this is great this is this is star wars yeah so i don't know if i like this one more than that or not but i think i just for the just for the big skywalker moments i might like the last Jedi more. I don't know. I don't know yet. I don't know this, yet. But this, it's not is, it's not my least favorite anymore. Yeah. And you keep keep in mind when I say least favorite, I mean the prequels aren't even on the list. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. This might. Like I'll watch it again. I've only seen it once. This might be as high as three for me. I want you to watch it again. Yeah. Like and my wa- current my current ranking before last year I came out was. Star Wars, and again, this is personal, 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 sure. personal ranking. Um, Star Wars, the original, number one. Empire was number two. Rogue One was number three. Wow. Okay. Um, Force Awakens was number four, and Jedi was number five. Okay. This might, with Jedi and Force Awakens being very close and interchangeable, this might jump in at number three. I want you to see it again. Yeah, no, my, I want to see it again, too. Actually, my, you know where I want to go see it? I want to go see it at North Park. No, that'd be fun. That'd probably be really great. I'm view. telling you now, man, That sec- this second viewing really set me straight in a lot of yeah. ways. It, it It's relevatory when you see it again. And just, again, just don't, don't judge. Well, well, that's the wrong way to put it. Now that you know what to expect, yeah. listen to it. What, like, feel understand. It. Yeah, feel, yeah. <laughs> And I know it sounds that sounds real, you know, I'm I'm it sounds like I'm I'm forgiving a lot of its sins. And maybe I am because it does have a lot. It's it's not perfect yeah. by any stretch. It does have fundamental problems. But I don't know. It's 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 different. And I think just because it's different, man, I respect the hell out of that. So, yeah, yeah I'm cool. I'm I'm very I'm very I'm very cool with the last Jedi. Yeah, I think uh, we both like it very much. 
Definitely go see it. Official recommendation. Whew. Sorry for dragging this out for you, that folks. Was good. But no, that was, that was good. We're, I don't uh, even know that I've said everything I wanted to say about it, but that's all I can say right now. Yeah, it's um, it's pretty it's pretty fantastic. So yeah, um, I think that about does it. All right, for us here. Whoo, that was a, what are we clocking in at? About two forty-five. Oh boy, well it was worth it. We got a lot. You get your money's worth on this show, folks. Yep, <laughs> you should be paying us. All right, folks, if you'd like to share your opinions on the Last Jedi or any show-related subjects with us or ask us any questions to be read on the show you can find us on twitter at devils do pod you can go to facebook.com slash devils do pod you can email us at the devils do pod at gmail.com or you can find all these resources available to you on our website the devils do podcast.com since our typical outro seems somewhat out of place this week we will simply say Thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Please share the show, new show announcements. We appreciate it. And as always, may the force be with you.